Internet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas, it's Barry on Deck. Hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat. Starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminac. What's up, you damn dirty dickheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminac. Thank you guys for being here. And today is Thursday, July Friday, July 27, 2023. And this is episode number 677? 677 times. We have sat down 677 times. You and me have sat here and looked face to face. Well, face to camera, face to screen. And talked a bunch of nonsense and gobbledygook for two to three hours a day. 677 different damn days. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm going to tell you the truth. Honest to God, I would have never, I would have never, did I say 2023? Did I say it wrong? Uh, Heels is saying checks date. Yeah, am I wrong? Um, I would have never guessed this show would have made it this far. Honest to God. I, every day that I get up, I'm like, it's still going. This is crazy. It's crazy talk. And it's all because of you guys, so I love you to death. All right, here we go. Let's start this ruckus. Sorry for the delay. Had to get some things taken care of. Um, What up, y'all? Barry, how many times have you cleaned that chair? I think one, maybe, maybe once. I don't know. Not a lot. Certainly not a lot. Ah, uh, sorry for the delay, by the way. Sorry, I got some in my eye here now, too. Um, had to get some stuff, some things uh, taken care of in a proper way. Uh, but that is done now. <coughs> so we're good to go. And we're going to get it all in today, boy. Uh, we have a busy, busy show for you today. We, I, I have a busy, busy show for you today. I have not one. But two, count them, ah, 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 two guests, ah, 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 uh, uh, joining me at three o'clock, Apollo Dez, Dez from Apollo Media going to pop in and talk some baseball for about 30 minutes, we're going to, we're going to get into Astros Rangers and the wow, series, hey, Tony Stark, thank you for the follow, player, much appreciated, man. Good to have you back in the mix, back in the fold. Welcome. Welcome indeed. Um, yeah, so we've got uh we've got uh we've got uh, Apollo Dez or Dez from Apollo Media. I don't know what he wants to go by. Uh at three o'clock, we're gonna talk Astros and and we're gonna talk baseball. We need to talk about the the Astros Rangers series, talk about playoff implications, talk about the trade deadline, talk about the Angels. What are they doing? They 
We'll, we'll get to all of that and more. Uh, and I'll have some for you, too, as well, before 3 o'clock. But uh, about 30 minutes from now, Paulo Dez going to pop in for 30 minutes. I hadn't had him on the show in a very long time. Miss my guy. He's a great dude. So, And a great uh, guest as far as talking baseball. So that'll be dope. We'll have him on at 3 o'clock. And then in the 4 o'clock hour at 4.15, as a matter of fact, uh, Joel Blank from ESPN Radio and the Killer Bee is going to join me at 4:15. I hope. I mean, I I honestly I I I texted him and said you're going to be able to make it. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Uh I was like you good for today? And he's like, "Oh, you got a connection." And I said, "Yeah." So, uh hopefully he'll be able to make it today at 4:15. We'll talk some NBA Summer League, kind of get his assessment of of what he thought uh about the Summer League and uh also I've got something I'll show him that it looks like an off-season power rankings in the NBA, and we can talk some other things with him as well. So we'll get to, we'll talk about the Jalen Brown contract, all that, all that, all that. Uh, and in between, we'll mix in a bunch of fun stuff, and and I got videos. Um, I got a new crazy sport that I just randomly saw on Instagram. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm trying to get this damn phlegm out my chest. <clears throat> it's just driving me nuts, man. Hopefully I don't have a repeat. I, I, you know what? I was thinking about something. Nora, Nora and I were trying to figure out why I had to go to the ER last week. What maybe caused the shortness of breath that I was having so badly. And uh, she was like, I wonder if it's when you work with that, the weed killer that you have. Because that weed killer. Oh, yeah. We got to talk U.S. Women's National Team versus the Dutch. I do have some. I mean, I kept up with it a little bit last night. So we'll get to that as well. Uh, it's in the headlines. Um, but like I... I I've been I use glyphosate around the house to kill weeds, and it's basically the stuff that's in Roundup. But in Roundup, the glyphosate is like I don't know, two percent, three percent, maybe seven percent. The glyphosate that I have um, is like forty percent. It's super potent, and so that whole Roundup and the the cancer and all that shit, the uh, the stuff. Um, yeah, we, we they they tell you to be cautious. So I'm just wondering if maybe because last week I think I sprayed for weeds on Wednesday or Thursday, and then Friday I'm checked into the ER with breathing problems. Last night I did it again. This time I wore a mask, but like today I feel a little <coughs> like congestion, like I got something in my chest and I can't get it out. So I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something to that. I don't know. Nonetheless, let's get to <coughs> all right. Joe Blank confirmed. Awesome. Uh. Yeah, Joe Blake is confirmed for 4.15, so we are good to go. Now, let's get to the chat if you're new to the program, which I don't think any of you are because there's 33 of you, and I doubt. If you're new in the chat, put a one. If you're new in the chat, maybe you don't follow. Maybe you don't chat. Maybe you just tune in because you're like, you know what? Heck yeah. I feel like rubbing one out to a really sexy man on Twitch. And then before you do that, you stop by here and watch the show for a little bit. And then you go find one and do that thing. But until then, yeah, put a one in the chat. Hey, what's up, Ice Cold Hot Takes? Ice Cold Hot Takes just resubscribed for two months. Ice Cold Hot Takes said, I was late. No, pimp, you're never late when you're here. If you're here, you're not late. I mean, I'm late. So why in the hell? I, I Look, the show just started. So why would I chastise y'all for being late? Nonetheless. All right, let's get to the chat. Uh, I see real, real. I know Alan was in early. I left a message for him because I, I feel bad when the show starts late 
Alan will be there and um, inevitably I can't do it or something will happen and I'll see him be like, did I miss a tweet? Are we not doing a show today? So I popped in and let him know. <sighs> We're going to start a little late today. Uh, but Alan was in super duper early, so he's the greatest deckhead in the history of the world for the next three hours. Uh, and then it's back to regular old ass Alan Denton. But I see real, real in the building. What's up, Lisa? Good to see you, sweetie. Thank you for being here today. Jen, how are you? I see you forgive me for my Cleveland and Ohio slander yesterday. And I love you and I appreciate you. And thank you. DJ Maddie is here. National Scotch Whiskey Day. Break out the Chivas Regal or Johnny Black. Yeah, my mom is a big scotch drinker. She drinks um, Glen Levitt. That's her That's her go-to. Scotch is good, too. I, I don't mind a, a nice little scotch every now and then. Scotch, scotch, scotch. I love scotch. Uh, what's up? Oh, shit. We got a Brandon Gary sighting in the chat. Be still my heart. What's up, Brandon Gary? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, who else is here? You're in Villanueva. What's up? Fam, oh, uh, what's up, Ian? Ian said bad news for Butler University soccer. I don't even know what happened. What happened? What's up, Heels? How are you, buddy? Oh, my sweet, sweet Donna's here. Hello, Donna. How are you? Dick Willie's in early. Oh, that's good. Uh, you don't know that I'm sitting or if I'm wearing pants, Dick Willie said. Well, that's true. And uh, ditto. You don't know if I'm wearing pants. What if I did that one day? What if I just stole up, stood up one day and was like, all right, I'll be back after this break. And then it was just like wiener, just wiener hanging out. Because I was like, you know what? I'm quitting Twitch. If I quit Twitch, that's what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I'm going to go out with a bang. I'm just going to show porn for like eight hours. Uh, and then I'll be gone. Uh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, what's up, Steven Luther? How are you, buddy? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, who else is here? Uh, let's see, Alex Villanueva, FJ. What's up, man? Um, let's see who else. Oh, wait, I gotta get back. Uh, damn it, damn it, move the screen, Lamanac. Uh, FJ, what's up, Alex? Nightbot, you raggedy bitch. Hey, what's up, Brian Petty? Good to see you, buddy. He said, Hello, deckheads. I want it. Uh, Barry wanted to say hi uh, with my family because it's meet the teacher today. Ooh, have fun, buddy. I appreciate you popping in, man. Have a good day. Good luck. That's always nerve wracking for the teachers and the students and the parents when you meet the teacher day. So good luck on that. Uh, oh, we got a Perry. Oh, we got a Perry sighted. <coughs> I let Perry know I missed him in the chat, man. He says he watches because he drives for a living and that's good. And I, I want him to be safe. But uh, it's good to see Perry in the chat. Thank you for stopping in, buddy. I know you're watching all the time, but uh, it's good to see your your uh, big, dumb, stupid letters, words in the chat. I got something in my eye, and I'm going to get it all day. Great quotes. Uh, I don't know what that means. Shut up, Dick Willie. Um, Jen, Peepy Dubs, what's up? There is a fire sale in Anaheim. Kinda. Kinda? What's up, AJB? Aaron J. Bryan in the building. Who else? Who else? Last page. Last Page, hey, Jet on Twitch. What's up, Jet? Good to see you. Who else am I missing? Alan Denson, I got Brian. Terrence, what's up, Terrence? Terrence is in the building. Amos, could be you started smoking cigars again three days after getting COVID. I don't think I was smoking a cigar three days after COVID. I mean, maybe a few, you know, maybe too soon after COVID, but it wasn't three days, so hush your mouth. What's up, Ivan? Good to see you earlier than usual. Shut up! Maybe it's not good to see you. Jerk ass jerk. Jet's in the building. What's up, Jet? CC! Hello, CC. Thank you for being here. 
We very much appreciate you. All right, last page. Let's see. CC John Dory, what's up? Dory A. Jado. God damn it. See, three years of it, John. And, you know, it's going to be a hard habit to break, but I'm working on it. So, what's up, Jado? John Dory A. That sounds stupid. Uh, Homer Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits. Much appreciated, my friend. Thank you for being here. Uh, and thank you for the 100 bits. I appreciate you, fam. Uh, who else? Cece's <sighs> for real or for fake? She drinks it. Oh, for real. For real, she drinks the Glen Levitt. She does. But not often. Not often. So don't, you know. She's not like us. You know, she couldn't hang with the deckheads. There's no way. Terrence mm. said I had doers 12 and 15 for my birthday. Nice. Alan! Buddy, thank you for the 200 bits, man. That is dope. All right, who else we got? Perry, CZ, DJ, Matty. Uh, what is this? Tech ball and foot volley later tonight on ESPN, the Ocho. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Catfish, good afternoon, sir. Hammer day? Yes, it is. Hammer, the hammer will be here. Chris Reyes, what's up, buddy? I'll see you Saturday. Thank you for popping in. It's good to see you as well, Mr. 1%. And I think we're all caught up now. We've got them all in, and uh, let's get rolling because we got a lot to do. 20 minutes from now, Dez is joining, and all because of a late start. So let's get to, you know what? Let's not get to the sports headlines yet. Let's hold off on the sports headlines for a second because um, I got Dez coming in, like I said, at three. I think what I'm going to try to do is weave the sports headlines in to get to Dez uh, at three o'clock when he joins. So in the meantime, let me make sure. Hmm. Uh, Yes. Uh, shit. I think that's right. Uh, I didn't set up the damn, <coughs> excuse me. I didn't set up his, uh, his, his thingy. Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. Donna said, okay, thanks. Barry was trying to find it to make a clip. Oh yes. Thank you. Uh, Donna, I appreciate you. Um, so Dez is going to join me at three. So we're going to kind of weave our way into that. In the meantime, in the meantime, you guys. Get your shot glasses out. Why are you getting your shot glasses out? I'll tell you why. Let's go. We got that birthday tomorrow with Rob. <coughs> oh shit, real real with the 100 bits. Thank you, sweetie. Rob, happy birthday, homie. Y'all, the barbecue extraordinaire, Rob Arrocha. Uh, also hosts the So Smoking Gooder show, which you can watch here on Twitch. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. Um, it's also, he, uh, he has an OnlyFans account where it's the So Smoking Gooder hole, and he just puts meats in his hole. I'll let you figure out which hole that is. Uh, in the meantime, though, Rob, buddy, I know you're not here, uh, but that's okay. I still love you, and I hope you have a great, fantastic, wonderful, and meaty birthday. Um, all my best to you. 
tomorrow. And I hope you get Roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into. And I almost just spilled this whole shot glass. So, Rob, buddy, love you, man. Cheers. Happy birthday. Boom. Tasty little cinnamon dish. Super warm hole, too. Yeah. Super warm hole. That's right, Hills. You've met Rob, apparently. Rob's got a super warm hole. Inappropriate. Ice cold hot takes! Thank you for the 100 bits, buddy! Yeah, Rob's 50? Is he? Did he just. No, he didn't. CC? Are we doing it twice? Did we really just celebrate his fucking birthday twice? I don't know. Now you got me questioning myself. Doesn't matter. If we did, we did. It's, uh, it's okay. So happy birthday to Rob. Yeah, when he gets here, no one tell him that we celebrate. All right. Uh, when Rob shows up, just pretend like uh, this never happened. In fact, stop. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Joel! Thank you for the 69. I like Thank you for the 69 bits, buddy. I appreciate you. Okay, y'all stop telling Rob happy birthday. He's not even here. He don't, that's it. That's enough. That's enough. Enough. Heck yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. He's 51. Just feels like he just turned 50. Oh, gotcha. Okay. This seems scaring me. Donna! Just resubscribe with Prime for 16 months. Donna, sweetie, thank you so much. Although, I feel like you're having a problem because didn't you just resubscribe, Donna? Am I mistaken? I think you might. I wish I could help you. Feel like Donna, you just resubscribed. Yeah, right there. Two days ago. So something is screwy with Donna. Uh, we gotta get that figured out for you, uh, Boo Boo. I don't know what the hell that is. I Twitch sometimes they're assholes about this stuff. So <clears throat> Rob's 51. He might be at Luby's for dinner tonight. Rob definitely looks like a lube a Luby's guy. So yeah. And and look, I'm not knocking Luby's. I love uh, Luby's macaroni and cheese when it's cooked right. Sometimes it could be a little watery, but Luby's mac and cheese. Mwah. When I was a kid, um, for some reason, we used to go to. <coughs> oh, you had to do it. too. That sucks, Donna. Are you getting like an error or anything? I wish I could help you with that. Let me know. Um, The uh, when I was a kid. Another kid, Sean! Sean, buddy, thank you for the 100 bits, my friend. Look at you wanting to talk soccer up in here, huh? <laughs> We're going to do it. Don't worry. I'm going to get to it here in just a second. Let me just tell this quick story. Um, So, uh, well, great point, sis. What did uh, Cece say? Uh, better his than, oh, yeah, true. Um, the uh, uh, When I was a kid, it was, if for some reason, we would go to church. I don't know. My mom, I, w- I would go with my like aunt and my grandmother who were Christian scientists, which don't get me started. It's kind of a weird thing. Anyways, uh, we would go to church and then afterwards we would all go to Luby's and my jam, everybody would eat normal and talk about Jesus and, and you know, what's going on for the week and pretend like they gave a shit about the rest of the family. Meanwhile, me and my cousin, Sean, would sit at the table and get a big bowl of jello and drink it through a straw. We would literally suck jello through a straw for an hour. I don't know why. 
It's just what we did. And then we would get a Luan platter and bounce. So there you go. Oh, is their fish good? They got good fish. Mac and cheese is the bomb. I didn't know about the fish. I'm not a fish guy. When I go out, I don't eat fish. But mac and cheese, I'll judge a whole barbecue spot on their mac and cheese. I'll judge them if they don't have mac and cheese, for that matter. Uh, Christian scientist is such an oxymoron. It's a weird deal. It really is. Uh, excuse me. Sean said, when I got to Houston in 06, people kept talking about lubies. I tried it. <gasps> I can't imagine you hated it, Sean. What? Which, by the way, pretty awesome that you, you know, you kayaked all the way to Houston. Just to have lubies. Oh, uh, Terrence said the chopped steak is good. Chopped steak, is it like Salisbury steak? Or I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, let's get to the headlines. Let's go. We got shit. Busy pack day. Let's go. All right, here's the sports headlines for the day. Um, big news, breaking news. Uh, the Big 12 has voted unanimous, unanimously to accept Colorado as a member. Woo! Now, before this year, this wouldn't have been news at all. It had been like, wow, they are scraping the bottom of the barrel. Colorado is awful. Mm, was awful. Now... After the hiring of Deion Sanders, they are uh, all eyes on Colorado. Everybody's looking at him. What's he going to do? What's that program going to do? Is he going to turn it around? What's going to happen? So a lot of eyes on him. So this feels like a Band-Aid PR type stunt move thing for the Big 12, having lost um, juggernaut football uh, powerhouses like, oh, I don't know, uh, A&M and Missouri. And most notably, Texas and OU uh, bolting for the SEC. So the Big 12 had to do something, and they did. And that's something they replaced those teams with teams like Hill H and Colorado. Eh. Well, nonetheless, it's happening. So the prime effect is real. That's, uh, that's dead ass on point, Amos. The prime effect is real. And um, it got Colorado into the Big 12, so good for them. Hey, Steven, the weather guy! Uh, Steven said it's more about Colorado wanting out of the Pac-12. Well, you got to go somewhere. <coughs> so there you go. Hey, thank you guys for the hype train. Level 1 hype train complete 73%. Community contributed one gifted sub and 669. I like uh, 669 bits, man. Thank you guys so much. It's super dope. Uh, appreciate y'all. All right. Uh, Stephen, the weather guy hadn't asked me anything about anything. What do Christian scientists science about? Okay. So first of all, they don't science about anything. They just believe that they don't really believe in medicine per se. Um, it's all thing. That's a, that's a, that's a discussion for another show. I don't have time to get into it. Apollo Des is going to be here in about 10 minutes or so. So I want to get through these headlines. Um, but yeah, Christian scientists is a very weird thing. And and I can say that because some of my best dead relatives were Christian scientists. All right. Uh, Colts Jim Ursay said top running backs calling for reopening deal talks is quote inappropriate. And if you don't know what this means, or you don't know what this is about. Well, I'll tell you because I got nothing else to do. Um, 
the running Saquon Barkley was looking for a lot more money and wasn't getting it and settled for a franchise tag deal that equaled about 11 mil with incentives, 10 without roughly. And, uh, Najee Harris, was it that came out from the Steelers? I believe it was Najee Harris. I could be wrong. And he said that the running backs need to, uh, the, the league or the players union and the league need to, to go back and renegotiate running back contracts and what it means to be a franchise tagged running back. Cause you can franchise tag a running back and get them on the cheap. Cause it's because most running backs aren't making that much money. And what's up, Rudy Rod? Sanitize, wash hands, back the fuck up. Um, so, <clears throat> They're wanting to go back. They're, they're, they realize now. Hey! Jared Taylor, buddy. Thank you for the 100 biddies, my friend. Um, yeah, the, 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 the players and running backs in particular want to go back and renegotiate the collective bargaining agreement in a way that allows for running backs to make a little more money. No, you can't do that. And that's what Jim Irsay is saying. This quote makes it look like Jim Irsay is like, get off my lawn. But I, I believe it or not, Irsay has a point. He's like, look, we negotiated a collective bargaining agreement, collective meaning. The Players Association agreed to it, which means ergo, uh, excuse me, the players agreed to it, ergo, we agreed to it, ergo, I'm using ergo too much, is not what this is for. Anyways, he said, basically, the collective bargaining agreement was negotiated in good faith between both sides, and to come up and claim we need to redo it now because you're not mad, you're not happy with how much you're making is is asinine and it's inappropriate and we're not going to do that. So expect running back salaries to be a huge bone of contention at the next CBA negotiations. But for now, I mean, he's kind of got a point. It's what I've said in the past on radio and what you hear a lot of radio guys and sports guys talk about is the fact that, hey, you signed the contract. I'm sorry that you're no longer the highest paid player in your sport or your profession. I'm sorry you don't like your deal anymore. But at the time, you liked it enough to sign it. Kind of stuck with it. And that's where we're at with running back salaries. So I'm sorry. And you know what? It would be like if all of a sudden punters were like this is bullshit punters should be making more money who do you think is giving bad field position to other teams you want to flip the field you ain't flipping the field with that raggedy ass offense no you're flipping the field with good punting and damn it i want my money like it's it's too late for that you you know, not that anybody's ever going to franchise tag a punter. Oh, God damn it. That would be hilarious. Be like, oh, shit, I just got a pay cut. Uh, Amos said, isn't there next CBA negotiation like 10 years away? Yeah, I don't know. NFL, let's see, NFL CBA expiration. Let's see when it expires. March of 2030. So seven years away. NFL's current collective bargaining agreement expires in March of 2030. At the end of the league year, new CBA took effect in 2021 and will run until 2030. So, you know, and again, that's advantage owners because of stuff like this. So, (laughs) Steven, punters are people too. Yeah, yeah, tell it to Westling. 
<coughs> really, Sean? Did McAfee get tagged at one point? That's hilarious. I mean, I can see somebody like Justin Tucker. Uh, Justin, uh, yeah, Justin Tucker getting tagged as a kicker, but punter? Really? What? Um, They need to look at the player reps for screwing them. I, I agree with that. That's the thing. You negotiated this. This is your fault. I mean, you, you can be mad all you want, but it's like when a player doesn't like their deal anymore. I'm sorry. If you didn't, if you always wanted to be the highest paid player in your league, in your profession, then what you should have done is negotiated a thing that said every time somebody passed you, automatically your deal for that year that you got passed and subsequently went up by that plus a dollar. That way you could always be the highest paid player in your league. And I'm kind of surprised nobody has done that yet. Although that would be a very primetime Deion Sanders type of thing, right? I digress. Uh, I did not watch the U.S. Women's National Team last night. However, I did catch up on the goings-on. And apparently, not only was it getting a little nasty between the Rangers and the Astros, but apparently the Americans and the Dutch were getting into it a little bit and not in a good way. Uh... There was a moment, a stretch of about three minutes, if you will, in the soccer match for the uh, Women's World Cup when the Dutch and the Americans kind of uh, got into a little bit. And actually, it was Horn and D-Van something. It's the Dutch, so it's always going to be D-Van something. And uh, her teammate, as a matter of fact, um, I don't know, would it be a tackle? I don't know the soccer parlance. Uh, she basically um, swept her legs out from under her and uh, Horan landed uh, awkwardly on the ground and got pissed off. There was some shoving that took place. And at the time, Team America was down 1-0 in the match on the pitch uh, with the footies. And uh, shortly thereafter, there was a uh, uh, corner kick to which Horan headed into the net, tying said match. Am I using all the soccer terms right here? I don't. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but she was pissed off. Got a header to go into the net, tied the game one-one. Ended up being a tie one-one. So both teams have four points for wins, but Team America has the advantage because they've scored more goals overall. So now you're all caught up on women's soccer. No, it was uh, it was actually pretty interesting. There was they were a little contentious, so uh, good times had by all. If you watch the mat, bad tackle, slide tackle, whatever tackle, tackle. I'm a football guy, like a real American football guy, like GI Joe, real American hero football. So a tackle in football, my American football, is a lot different than a tackle in soccer. Uh, I digress. Last thing on the uh, headlines list. And then in about two minutes, I'm excited. My boy, Des from Apollo Media, is going to join us and talk all things baseball. And that's why I did this the way I did, because I'm a goddamn professional. And the transition is going to be smooth to get us right into baseball. Yo, what's up, Chewy? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for joining the program. Welcome in. I'm glad Colorado's getting back into the Big 12. Much props. Eh. Who are you glad for? I mean, the Big 12 ain't shit now. No one cares about the Big 12. No one ever cared about Colorado. So, but what's up, Chewy? Um, yeah, and that's why I said, Sean, their teammates and their club. That's what I said, Sean. God, give me some credit. 
I did my research. Okay, I just listened to the broadcast on Fox, and they said all those facts, and then I just repeated them. Um, nonetheless, well, your final headline before I bring in Apollo Dez, the Angels announced that they were pulling the greatest baseball player in the history of the sport. <gasps> Dare I say it? I said it. Uh, the Angels are pulling Shohei Otani off the market. And then, and then, chat, turned right back around and started making trades. Making trades. Making trades. Look at Broncos 67. I care. Question mark? About what? About uh, the Big 12 or, or uh, Colorado? I mean, I know you care because you're a Buffs fan, but most people don't. It'd be like saying U of H is in the Big 12. We're all excited. Nobody cares. And I'm a Houston guy. Nobody cares. Uh, but the the uh, Angels went out and made a trade <coughs> shortly after pulling Shohei Otani off of the trade market, they went out and got uh, Lucas Giolito and uh, Reynaldo Lopez from the White Sox. And in turn, sent Edgar uh, Quiero and Kai Bush, Bush uh, to the White Sox. Now, the interesting thing about this that I wanted to bring up, um, because you might be like, well, the, 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 look, Giolito is one of the hot, if not the top arm on the list of... Um, of pro or a trade uh trade candidates right and that's good and that's good for them you know they're they're going for it and, and we'll discuss in detail but one thing i wanted to show you one thing i wanted to bring up real quick before we bring in des it kind of has this feel like uh it's it smacks a little bit of desperation with the angels because when i show you what i'm about to show you the angels just went out and gave up their top prospects they're not here anymore in fact damn they've already updated it okay at the time, and I should have screenshotted it because they're no longer there. Um, but um, Edgar Quiero was the number two prospect in the Angels organization behind Logan Ohapi. Uh, Ohapi is already in the majors. Actually, I think he's injured right now. But he, he has already been called up and playing for, for the Angels. So that kind of made a guy like Edgar Quiero um, not dis expensable, dispensable. Uh, whatever, I can't think of the word, the, the fireball kicked in. But um, they didn't need him anymore. They had their catcher of the future already up in the majors, and then Kai Bush was the third-ranked prospect that the Angels had. So what they did is they pulled back Otani. They they gave up two of their top three prospects. Well, actually, I guess the top two prospects in the minors because they called up their best prospect. He's now with the team. Uh, and they're going for it. And it seems silly it seems ridiculous because honestly, when you look at how many teams the Angels are going to have to leapfrog to even just make it into the wild card. And now they're on a little bit of a hot streak here. Um, and everybody is like, well, you know, I mean, they're going for it. And I think this is more about their GM trying to save face and maybe save his job. But right now, the Angels sit three and a half games back. Of the wild card of the world, Craig. They're still going to have to leapfrog the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays and either the Astros or Rays. That ain't happening. I don't give a shit who you went out and got. I, th these teams have already proven themselves to be worthy uh, of being in this wild card race. So 
boy, the, I, I'm, I'd never say never, but the Angels have their work cut out for them, and it just seems like they may have missed a golden opportunity to be able to replenish their farm system and maybe three or four years down the line be or become the the best team in baseball, kind of like what the Astros have done by rebuilding with um, great talent. And instead, now they're fingers crossed. They're literally fingers crossed, hoping that they re-sign Shohei Otani. Now, with all that said, I wanted to bring all of that up because joining me on the program right now, I am so excited about this. Uh, we have not had my mans on in a hot, hot minute. It's been forever, it feels like. Uh, he was with us almost all year last year during baseball season. And quite honestly, I don't even know why we didn't renew that. I, I, it was just like both of us failed. <laughs> but just not, we, both of us are busy as shit is what it is. But I'm excited because he's back. I hit him up when there was the rumors of the Astros going out and getting uh, Dylan Cease and Louise Robert from the White Sox who are in full-on sale mode. I was like, you want to do the show? He said, yeah. So we finally made it happen. So without further ado, joining me on the program right now from Apollo Media. Guys, it is Daz. Daz, what is up, homie? <laughs> Just that music. Daz, are you there? I can't hear you, Daz. I could hear the music. I couldn't uh I couldn't hear the mic. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh that is for sure. All right, we're gonna let Dez get right back into the green room. Uh but Dez is gonna I want to get his thoughts on what the Angels are doing, especially since especially since this is an AL West rival. Um, me personally, um I think the the Angels <clears throat> On the one hand, and I was talking about this with uh, my old co-host from uh, the, the uh, Houston Game Day show on Sundays on ESPN Radio back in the day, Mike Liebeshock, because he was talking about it. And he was like, what are the Angels doing? This is stupid. And, and my thought on it was, hey, look, this is, let's just go for it, right? Let's just um, see what we can make happen. Des, uh, talk in your mic, say uh, mic check one, two, three, and I'll see if it, it registers. Yeah, it should be registering now. All right, let's do it. Let's uh, let's bring him in. Here's Des from Apollo Media. All that hype and hoopla, and then, <laughs> of course. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Long time no talk. Yes, it has. Good, good being back, brother man. How are you? I am so good, dude. Uh, first of all, how are things at Apollo Media going? You guys are just killing it over there. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's grind. Keep our keep our head down. Keep going to work. Uh, I honestly think we're about to be in the best quarter, like for every content creator. In the city of Houston, uh, with the Astros being an actual race for the first time in forever, uh, the Texans with the vision, the Rockets with the vision. So it's it's fun. It's fun times to do some sports content. Hell yeah, for sure, man. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit of the Angels first, um, since that kind of broke last night and going into today. Um, give me your initial thoughts on what's going on in Los Angeles with the Angels pulling Otani back and then shocking the world, not just by doing that, but then going out and mortgaging their future by giving up their two best non-major league prospects for rentals. Two rentals. Two, not one. Yeah. Both of those cats that I mentioned are rentals. What are your thoughts? What are they doing? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is. 
I think, a malpractice of, like, the highest standard of being a front office. Uh, I understand, like, you didn't want to be the person to, you know, get rid of Shohei Otani and be remembered for that. But then again, you're also the organization that had Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and didn't do anything. Uh, having the sense of urgency now is weird. Um, because where was this in the offseason? If you were planning on not getting rid of Otani at all, um, you should have spent money and built around that and for like the last go-round. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. Uh, giving up two of the top three prospects for Reynolds, uh, I think that kind of screws the market up. I thought the market was starting because it it's a seller's market. I think we've we talked about last year. Uh, the sellers are, are going to try to get the most that they can and you know the buyers are going to wait till the last minute but all of a sudden i think this resets the market because every seller's like wait the white Sox got two of the top three prospects or two rentals so i want that and yeah. so now i just think you have this this two fighter just going at each other who's going to pull you know the, the chicken move and get out of there so it's weird <clears throat> uh, i don't i don't understand why um i guess they're they're doing it to say they they went for it but yeah uh, it's weird how much do you think Mike Trout had to do with this? Let me read you a quote from Trout um, in which he said, and this was, gosh, I don't know, not too long ago. Quote, I'm going to do whatever I can to keep Shohei here for sure. We're going to go out there and try to win. I haven't really talked to Shohei about his future, which seems odd, by the way. Um, but it seems like he's having a good time here. But it's been six years together, and we haven't been in the playoffs. Amazing. So if there's any year we need to get to the playoffs, it's this year. That is Mike Trout. How much do you think that this was Mike Trout going in and saying, you guys got, don't let this dude walk. Look, if, if we lose him, and I say we because Trout is going to be an angel till he retires probably. But if we lose him, we lose him, but let's go for it because that's that player mentality and not uh, this is why players play and don't manage uh, or run run organizations. What are your thoughts? How much do you think Trout had to do with this? I think a lot. Um, I think probably a little bit more hidden behind all that is maybe they got good news about Trout's injury uh, and he may be back sooner than what we think. Um, obviously I wouldn't let a player dictate my, my decisions. I think you could have got uh, a King's ransom. I tweeted it last night. I was like, you could have got multiple, multiple, multiple top prospects of an organization and MLB ready players. Uh, and you've been able to, to flip and build around Trout for the remaining years. I mean, if on the other side too, do you try to flip Trout for, for something it, it just seems weird um i guess they'll get the compensation pick at the at the end but is that really worth it uh, going all in giving up prospects and then going to be maybe 500 uh and, and not make the playoffs now it's just like you lost prospects you lost the greatest talent and you're back to square run so i it doesn't make any sense in game theory but uh, i guess that's why i'm not a gm I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, this is quite possibly one of the biggest blunders in baseball history. A thousand. A thousand percent. Uh, I, I also get the other side, too. You don't want to be the person that got rid of Otani, but uh, you can't let ego dictate um, great business moves. And you could have you literally, not to cross over sports, but this, is, this was Herschel Walker teed up mm. all over again that the Cowboys did, right? Like, when, when it was done then – even that's ancient history, they end up getting all these picks, all these Hall of Famers. Obviously, you have to hit on your scouting. You have to hit on all that. But they gave themselves that opportunity. And even then, you're like, to get rid of Herschel Walker? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. And so you had an opportunity to kind of build build around, I guess, Trout with, with the remaining contract years. But 
I guess they're going for it. So you better keep they better keep going for more moves because I mean Giolito and Lopez aren't gonna get no. you there. And, and it baffles, and you bring up a great point because you said you know even if you you know if you had moved Otani for a King's ransom, then you might even consider doing that with Trout. I mean, think about 100%. that for a second. If you picked up three major league ready players for each of those guys and three top 100 prospects, which there is no doubt in my mind that the Angels couldn't have done that. They could have got three of the top 100 prospects in baseball in the minors as well as three major league ready players. And I'm not just talking about your run of the mill. Oh, they picked up a Jake Marisnik. I'm talking about starters that can make a contribution to a team and be good to great all-star caliber players for both of those guys. You're building an entire roster off of two guys. I mean, that just, that the numbers make sense that way. It's just, wow. I don't know. It, no, it, I, I fall in the same camp. It makes, and now that you're pot committed and making this, you better you better go all in. Uh, you, you just can't half-ass it. You have to, to full-ass it all the way. Yeah, yeah, you got to full-ass it all the way. Um, so now what? You, you you brought up a great point about this resets and completely changes the uh, the market now. So let's shift gears a little bit. We had talked about uh, before you and I on Twitter, and thanks, by the way, for setting me straight on that, uh, but there was a, a, a rumor or I guess a... Uh, um, uh, a, a potential trade mentioned by Michael Schwab on Twitter where he said that the Astros are in discussions about getting Dylan Cease and Luis Robert from the White Sox, which uh, it, it, it it turns out those guys both under team control for a couple of years. Um, uh, w- w- does this happen now, or is it going to be cost too much to get those guys? I think it's going to cost too much. Uh, obviously, I think the better side of things is that you have Dana Brown and the, and the organization wanting that. And that's a great sign. And, and, and then going for it on the back end and back channels and try to make it work is, is great to hear. Um, I, I think this trade deadline is not going to be sexy in the way of uh, a big Soto blast name. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen with the Astros. I do think you're going to shore up a lot of positions uh, with names that, you know, the Monteros and Maton trades where you're like, who are these guys? And they end up, you know, being guys <laughs> down the stretch. I think the R&D department and everyone that's in the front office, uh, you just got to trust the, the system and, and what they do. And, and I think you could shore up a lot of spots by being really smart uh, without giving up a lot in the farm and, and keep going. So um, the Cease and Roberts thing, uh, I think that package, I, I, I heard some rumors. <laughs> Those that, that package was insane. Uh, it was like three major league players um, right now that are on the roster and like three top prospects. Uh, wow. And even then it wasn't enough. And, and I think everyone wow. kind of assumed kind of what those spots were. But uh, then again, uh, I just, I think you can get really creative uh, with names no one's really heard of, but the R&D department can, you know, can like, hey, we could fix this guy or, you know, this one's not being, they're not using, you know, X, Y, Z. And the Astros do really, really good at that. And I think it, it really yeah. uh, upsets a lot of people across the league because they're like, wow, we couldn't get that. I mean, look at Garrett Cole, right? When that Garrett Cole trade happened, like, yeah, he was a guy that was 1-1. Like, he was he was it and wasn't up to that potential. Then he comes here and he's obviously, you know, one of the best pitchers ever. So, uh Charlie Morton. I mean, the list, bro, that list. list Look at Verlander leaving uh, (laughs) and going to the Mets after coming here, which he was already a stud, and that might have been an age thing, but it's not the same. And and there's a lot of cases to be had. I mean, look what they're doing with guys like J.P. France, some of these names. So, yeah, you're right. 
Uh, these and names I, that, that they bring in, they, they they work with. And I don't think Dana Brown has to, like, <clears throat> I know a lot of people probably like, show me, show me something, Dana. And I don't think it's in, he has to, in the sense that doing a move just to be like, hey, I, this is my team and my, my ship, it, it maybe it's detrimental. Like, just go out there and if a move is there, make it. But two, hey, if we can't do that, let's just shore up the other spots. Because we just have our three biggest acquisitions with Jordan back, Altuve back, and you get Jose Urquidy back into the – obviously he's not a top-end guy, but he's going to be able to eat innings. That forces a Blanco or Belak into the pen to be like a Brad Peacock to eat innings. And then you get a couple of bullpen arms to, you know, shore that up. Now you're not overusing Mason, Abreu, uh, Neris, Presley. Now they get the rest, and all of a sudden September rolls around and you're full force. So uh, you don't have to get cute. I think you can be really calculated, though. I, you know what, I think, um, well, one, couple, couple trains of thought here. Um, I would be concerned. And what are your thoughts on just making a move to make a move? Um, first of all, and then second of all, thoughts on just standing pat, like you just said, but by, by saying, you know what, we're good enough. We don't need to, because our trade deadline was getting those three guys back, even though we all know they still have some holes to fill. That's a concern too, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the the big thing, obviously, it, it, it's a little bit different this year because we're chasing two. Um, but in the grand scheme of it, that October experience is going to pay dividends. We, we know that time and time. And like we, we've seen it. We've seen other teams just fold in big moments and, and these guys rise up to it. The other side, too, is. If you make a move just to make a move, I feel like it's just tying one hand behind your back. And obviously, the Astros' golden age and the window's still wide open, but you don't want to do anything to hurt 2024, right? Wow. Like, you don't want to make a move to hurt 2024. So right. that's kind of where I stand. I think this team is good enough to to make a run in October. October's always a crapshoot. Last year was kind of like this flash. I don't think people realize how <laughs> – fortunate and lucky that team was with no injuries and just well rested and just a machine where this year all this variance and all this uh you know different things they have to overcome that happens with every single team like last year was yeah. not the standard last year was was the complete opposite of that so once you get in uh, i think this team just you know was like all right we're here like we can we can go um and and you i think you saw it last night i think you know, we can all say Jeremy Pena has had a terrible year. Hmm. Um, but hmm. last night in the two hole with protection with an Altuve and, and Tucker and Jordan, he had some really damn good at bats. And I think mm -hmm. you can build off that. And if he finds it, all of a sudden, <coughs> yeah. you, you're a lot, this lineup's a lot deeper. So uh, it's going to be interesting over the next four or five days of, of what you're going to do. I'm, I, but I know from what I've heard um, in the back end, like Dana Brown is, is full board to like, Hey, I'm I'm here to I'm here to make some moves if the moves are there. If you had one move that you could make, and it doesn't have to be a, a name, just a position. And if it's gonna be rotation, you gotta give me where that is. Uh so is it a is it a one, two, is it a two, three, three, four? Um, but if you had one move to make and that's it. And we know that Dana Brown has said, we know we need rotation help. We know we need bullpen help. And we need another left-handed bat. Those are the three things on his radar. What's your one move, if you only had one, that you would do for this team? What would you add? A high leverage bullpen arm. Just give me that. Uh, if I had one move, uh, those guys are spent. You could see their arms are dragging. Give me, give me another 
give me another fresh arm back there that can get some outs. It's interesting you say that. I had a stat pulled up um, that I was going to talk about on the show today. And I think one of the big differences between this team this year and last year, and I said what I would like to see them do is add a frontline rotation guy, even if it's a rental, as long as you don't overpay for it. In other words, you get a 1A or a 2-3 guy that you slot in that you can count on to get two starts in the playoffs because that's where they're either going to succeed or fail because right now this team goes into the playoffs with two starts from Fromber Valdez and then... Christian Javier like you know what I mean like it's not as going into last year you felt really good about your your chances this year not so much this is a team though this is a team that uh last year they had 25 blown leads all year they have already Mm. blown 21 so to your point uh they do need help in that bullpen because they're unable to sustain these leads that they're getting um they've already had three blown ninth inning leads last year they had two total so it does but but to me and and I'll I'll let you respond I think some of that has to do with lack of depth in the rotation. You are taxing your bullpen. They're being used too much because there's just not enough good arms in the rotation right now. And it's through no fault of their own. They lost Urquidy. They lost Garcia. And quite honestly, they lost their their ace to, to free agency. So this isn't as good of a rotation. And it's trickling down into everything else, And which is why I say I'd like to see them add a frontline starter because it relieves the pressure on the bullpen. And you can count on that guy two times in a series in the playoffs. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, no, absolutely. I think I think getting a horse would be great. I just don't think we have the assets to do it. Mm. Uh, at, at least right now, yeah. with how the market is is. I mean, it could change as you lead up to the the deadline. Uh, by getting a frontline guy, you can move and get also obviously your key the the B like Blanco France that moves into uh, the bullpen. You treat him like Brad Peacock, and, and mm-hmm. Brad Peacock was kind of an unsung hero. I think during the stretch where. If you get a and look, I know JP Francis is, is the is the flavor of the month. Uh, obviously, Hunter Brown is is going through it, and, and he'll figure it out. He's got ace type stuff. But if you had a JP France in the bullpen and he, he in the playoff series, he's throwing two or three innings three times in a series, and he's that bridge guy. Games get really short. Yeah, and so that's a great you point. can get your you can get your starter. You let France piggyback, you know, two or three times in a seven gamer. Now it's handed off to to Neris Abreu, Maton Presley, and that's a huge bridge. So I think that's where you can get creative. But then again, if you get a, a horse and you know he's going seven eight innings, then it's fun as well. You know the, the arms get healthy. I just don't know if Dylan Cease is that horse now because he's. It's, I mean, look, long term the prospects for Dylan Cease are the ceiling is the roof, as Jordan would say. It's amazing, yeah. but yeah, he's he's struggled a bit. But like you said earlier. You get a guy like it's it, it never fails with this organization. Dylan Cease is the would be a prime example of typical Astros. They go out and get an arm that everybody else is like, and then he comes in and he probably have like a a two a sub two ERA with a point nine WHIP, and everybody be like, "What the hell? He wasn't doing that earlier." And that's just the Astros, baby. I'll uh, tell you something. I think yeah. I think if you go get a Stroman or or Blake Snell, especially oh. Snell. Dusty Baker's not pulling Blake Snell in a World Series game like Cash did, and he's he's gonna let those guys go, and that could be really fun too. I don't know if we have the assets to do it, 
Yeah. Uh, but if they did one of those, one of those two, even Eduardo Rodriguez from Detroit, the lefty, mm-hmm. uh, he pitched big games for. He was the ace for the Red Sox, yep. and he pitched. Obviously, we faced him, and he did the Correa, the the watch thing that Cora got mad at, and I thought that was great, just banter back and forth. <laughs> so those three guys could be, you know, slotted as a as a two. Now a Javi, Javi's back in that three role. Uh, Little pressures fun. off of him, yeah, and that, yep. and I think it all trickles down. So yeah, uh, I'm with you on that. Um, okay, uh, we're gonna talk Rangers, Astros, and that series and all that here in just a second. But well, uh, I'll mix it in. So let's let's do that real quick. Let me let me get you a couple people have questions in the chat. P. Rain Dizzle had one. Or, or just maybe a statement that you can respond to. He said, in my opinion, um, Dana Brown hasn't done anything yet. Most big moves were done before he signed on. He needs a good trade deadline to show me anything. Does he? Or, or is there another way to look at it where as long as he doesn't screw it up, he shows me something? What's your thought process on on P. Randizzle's comment? Yeah, I think I fall on the, on the, on the, the second category of just don't screw it up. Um, don't rock the boat. Uh, obviously, He's one of the a, a smart baseball minds. He's being with AA over in uh, Atlanta. He's learned a lot um, and, and been able to, you know, get through it all. But uh, it's going to be interesting in the dynamic of like, if he did a deal like he like the Angels did yesterday, I'd be like, well, I'm not, I'm not really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, but if he's making moves that you know you do give up prospects you do give up assets for someone that has you know not a rental and you could uh, get a, a guy for control and you know the r&d department loves it then go for it um it's just kind of calculated right now and I, I don't think dana brown's gonna lose any sleep on uh, these next few days i think by sunday he'll be a little stressed but i think he'll let the market come to him and, and he's done that he's shown that he's done that very well in atlanta i think that 21 year they got Rosario, who was the NLCS MVP, and Soler, who was the World Series MVP, like at the 11th hour uh, of the deadline. And, and they were able to shore up and get two MVPs of, of, a, of a, you know, NLCS and, and a World Series at the deadline. The, guy, the guy's done it before, so I, I'm really hopeful to see that. And, like, those names aren't sexy, right? You'd be sitting there, the Astros are like, yeah, Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. And right. we, I guarantee you Astros would be up in arms. But the results are they – want they beat the Dodgers they beat us so I think uh just let let I hope he lets the market come to him yeah and, and you know what what I what I feel good about is look this we you, you mentioned it the, the window is still open but this is coming to a close soon this this dynasty that the Astros are this era of greatness is going to come to a close at some point it's just inevitable but what what Astros fans should feel good about is currently their GM is is not just a good GM like you just mentioned the moves he made when the Braves won the World Series at the deadline but he is a master evaluator of talent as well. So going forward, as you see them, I mean, dude, their draft pick from this year is already their number one prospect in the farm system. To me, that speaks volumes. Not that it was, it was kind of a no, but that speaks volumes about yeah. what the future could hold. So rest assured, Astros fans, it looks like the future's in good hands. Okay. Uh, we got five minutes left with you, buddy. Let's talk Rangers Astros. What a fun series that was. At least a fun game yesterday. Outside of the ass whooping uh, that the Astros took, uh, the rivalry is back. This really hasn't been much of a rivalry. I was going at it with Rangers fans on Twitter because they were posting memes and shit like, 
First of all, it baffles my mind. We have one uh, Rangers fan in the chat, Total Dallas. It, one of his questions was, when the Rangers win the World Series, will it take four, five, six, or seven games? That's the delusion that they are operating in. Um, but my thing was, why why would you be talking shit? You literally lost the series, uh, and you're losing the season series, and you have a losing record against the Astros in the last five years, COVID and non-COVID, and the last decade. And that includes 2013 when the Rangers won 17 of 19 games against the Astros. How do you talk shit being so bad for an entire decade beyond me? Give me your thoughts on last night's game in this series. And, and furthermore, how does this season shape up in your mind, Des, with the Rangers and the Astros and the AO West? Give me it all. Yeah, I think I think the series was fun. Uh, always, you know, taking series wins are, are huge. I think taking five of the last seven against the Rangers. Um, <laughs> it, it's competitive, finally. I mean, if you think about it, like, when the Astros were sucking, when they first got on the AL was when the Rangers were, were making their run and missing fly balls in right field. And then the Astros got really good and um, they were dominating the series. So finally you just have this, this little pocket of competitive baseball. And when you spend a billion dollars, you know, you, you'd hopeful the, the counterparts up there would field a competitive team and you're seeing it. But also I think that there's uh, – I wouldn't want to trade positions. I, I like where the Astros are chasing to, but getting all these guys back compared to leading by two and feels like you're leaking oil a bit. DeGrom's obviously down. Yavaldi got, you know, held out of the series for, for some reason to, to manage, uh, you know, his arm and, and stuff like that. So the the atmosphere, though, in the baseball games were, was awesome. You can't, as a baseball fan, you can't say those three games were fun. Mm. Um, I had no problem with what Simeon was doing. Uh, I think that was I think that was cool. I mean, he he thought he got drilled on purpose. Then he hits a tank, and then he let everyone know about it. And then you know, and then he's on base, and someone else hits a tank, and he let everyone know about it. So I think that's just what makes baseball fun. Um, off, and obviously, like it breaks up the the se- the season. And these guys, it's a 162 grind. They're zombies. So when you get to clear the benches, I know everyone's like it's a pillow fight, but <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. I think it breaks up breaks up the 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 regular routine of it all and it's just a game at the end of the day i know we us on the internet take it more serious like cabin and all two were like literally like laughing and like you know messing around during that entire thing and uh, you know two days ago we were posting another but chapman meme so uh, i think i think the series was fun i think it was great atmosphere i was there last night even with the with the ass whooping it was it was a great experience um and baseball's better when I think the two teams in Texas are, are both competitive. I, I really do. Uh, I think I think uh, ALCS uh, for the Battle of Texas would be sick. And, oh. uh, that would be so fun. Yeah, your mouth to God's just, ears. That would be yeah, amazing, traveling right? Traveling down 45, you know, I'd go to every – go to home games, go to away games, and just be God. fun. And, and how good it would be not to see the old, you know, the same old same that we've seen and faced as uh, as fans and as an organization uh, the last several years to be able to just face the Rangers for a change. Because I remember as, a, as an Oilers fan and as a Texans fan, I always wanted the Texans Cowboys to play uh, in a Super Bowl or in, a, in an AFC, NFC title game or something like that, if that were ever possible. So, yeah, that would be dope for sure. Um, all right, two more things. One, um, uh, Stephen the Weather Guy had a question for you. In the chat, hashtag Ask Dez. Um, Total Dallas. Okay. Bye. 
<laughs> just timed out. We just I, we have channel points. You know how Twitch works. You get channel points. I let them I let them ban uh, each other for like ten minutes. And uh, one of our one of our resident Astros fans just banned the only Rangers fan from the oh, chat for no. ten minutes. That's outstanding. Uh, Stephen the Weather Guy hashtag Asdez. When are we getting some Gary Pettis appreciation merch? It's all gas, no break, baby, and I love it. Uh, yeah, that's outstanding. Great question. What a send. Uh, that was the most dumb send of all time. It was so aggressive, and it worked. Uh, it was, I was like, "He's that is he really, is he sending him? And I was like, okay. I think Tucker was even surprised, too. Be like, <laughs> go back. Like, and that's exactly what happened. Um, I... Yeah, Gary Pettis is. I hope he doesn't do that in October, but yeah, it was great. Uh, I think you could do some awesome. sort of like Gary Pettis, Richard Pettit type thing, Richard uh, Petty type thing. Put him in a NASCAR and be like, all gas, no brakes. And then just have him yeah. like he's sponsored by, uh, sponsored by a Dutch windmill company. Oh, God, that would be, I'd buy that shirt in a heartbeat. <laughs> that dude, he's never, he's never met a ghost sign he didn't like. He, he oh don't believe in God. anybody's arm. He's like, oh, hey, oh yeah, Raul Montesi, go, go, yeah. go. He it was, give a it shit. Was a great, it's a green light for everyone. Yeah. Outstanding. Uh, hey, man, uh, I really appreciate you doing this. I want to respect your time. You told me 30. It's 30. Thank you for popping in, man, and doing this. We got to do this more often, at least through the rest of the season, because I, I always enjoy your insight uh, and getting you on here. Tell the people what y'all have going on over at Apollo Media. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having me back on. Uh, I'll jump on next week if you want after the deadline. We can discuss it all. Hell yes. And do that. Done. Uh, this Saturday, we're going to be at Big City Wings Edo for uh, uh, not a watch party. I got to see some desists for Major League Baseball. I cannot say, legally, I cannot say watch party anymore. So a hangout, a random hangout. What a with stupid the ass. <laughs> with the Houston baseball team against the Tampa Bay baseball team. <laughs> well, if you're not going to the game, drop by. Uh, you know what you could say Edo. with the the the, uh, the astronauts versus the devil rays. Yes, exactly <laughs> that. And it's just randomly on TV. Just yes, a hangout, just not a watch party. Just randomly no. on. Uh, that's where we'll be. It's National Chicken <laughs> Wing Day, seventy-five cent wings. So we're gonna be there watching the game, hanging out, having some cold ones. So if you're not going to the game, we'll be there. And then other than that, we have a trade deadline show on Monday and Tuesday. Um, we'll be on. I think we'll be on twitching. I think. Or on YouTube, I don't know. Uh, just kind of going through that. Um, I think we're just going to be live streaming the entire day at the office. So pop in, you know, break up the, the craziness of, of our day and, and just hang out. Dope, man. I appreciate you as always. That is Dez with Apollo Media. Did I get the at right? Because I had to redo some of this stuff. At Apollo Dez 1. Is that right? That is right. That is right. All right. Y'all go follow him on Twitter. I, I'm pretty sure everybody's following you already. But if you're not, give that man a follow. You will get no better MLB content from anyone in this city than from Apollo Dez. Dez, I appreciate you, homie. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, brother, man. All right. That was Dez with Apollo Media. Uh, outstanding as always. Great job. <clears throat> Great insight. Always like getting his um, thoughts on the goings on with the team and in baseball. Um, because he, he, well, I mean, for those of you that don't know, and I didn't give him his proper credit, but I mean, dude played college and, uh, he has covered the team for quite a while now. So it is, uh, it's good to get him in when we can, uh, what's up, Ivan? Ivan said, I'm back. Had to get my tooth cleaned. Damn it. I missed this. You literally just missed Des. <laughs> I like that. Our resident lawyers like booze, cease and desist lawyers are the worst. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. All right. We're going to do this. I got to pee. Because for some reason, when I eat, um, 
And I don't, uh, if I, I'm sorry, when I don't eat, but then I do shots and drink Diet Coke, I pee more. I don't know if like the food absorbs the, I have no idea. So I got to go potty. Uh, so we're going to pause for the calls for just a quick second. We'll sit on the corner and do some dope while I go pee. And then when we come back, um, I got some more to discuss about the Astros. Uh, I'll check in on the trade deadline, but I have a segment on my rundown that says Astros issues. One of them we discussed blown leads and the other one. We need to talk about Martin Maldonado. Is 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 it time for the Astros to move on from Martin Maldonado? We will discuss that and a whole lot more. Don't forget Joel Blank going to join me at 4.15 from ESPN Radio, the Killer Bees. Uh, he's going to be here from 4.15 to the end of the show at 5 o'clock talking basketball. I'll get his thoughts on baseball and so much more. We got a ton of show left. Do not go anywhere. This is Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Lamanek. Stick around for this short break while I go to the bathroom and get some drink. And you do the same. Smoke, poop, pee, whatever it is you do during the break. I'll see you in a sec. Don't go nowhere. Bye. I got your bitch. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Sitting down the goddamn corner doing dope. Corner corner doing dope. They are to be ashamed.
of Barry on deck. Uh, am I muted? Nope. Good. <clears throat> you never know nowadays. I'll screw it up somehow, some way. Uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, once again, shout out to my dude, Dez with Apollo Media. Please make sure you go give him a follow if you're not following him already on Twitter. They're on threads. Uh, the entire Apollo Media crew produces some great content. And they're good dudes. That's what I really like. Like, sometimes you get in this business and you meet people. And especially when it's a uh, a group of guys like that. And they get kind of cocky because they get a little bit of run. And then they think they're the shit. And... Uh, not those guys, man. They have been awesome to hang out with and talk to and be around and work with. And, uh, so yeah, I, I like seeing good people win and everybody at Apollo that I've ever met, uh, has been a good dude or a good person. So it's good to see Apollo media, uh, doing well in the city of Houston. <clears throat> All right. Um, I teased it during the show and I, uh, or during the, right before the break. And I wanted to play this because just like we talked about yesterday when um, the Brewers <clears throat> were um, trolling Ellie De La Cruz about not hitting a home run in the first inning and put that on the scoreboard to where to which he immediately hits a home run. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I feel like that kind of happened last night. Uh, Martin Maldonado and Marcus Simeon got into it because apparently Maldonado was talking trash to Simeon after Simeon hit a home run and said, we're still going to win the game and back and forth. And well, here was the um, interview or some of the post game from Marcus Simeon himself. Check this out. Marcus, first of all, just talked about talk about the, the hit by pitch and coming out and hitting the big home run. We don't see a ton of emotion like that from you very often. What got you fired up? Well, I mean, it's a big game for us. I think that, um, you know, obviously Andrew did not try and hit Jordan. Bullshit! Bullshit! Ball from the sinker baller. Um, felt like it was on purpose. Okay, well, first of all, I like that he says, he says, uh, our guy didn't try to hit their guy. Their guy did try to hit me. Obs, obs, obs. I mean, I get it. Look, Frommer's a sinker ball pitcher, but he can get wild. How many How many hit by pitches? We'll look it up. But that's where we're at right now. Keep watching. I walked to first base. Um, you know, I ended up scoring on the home run. I told Martin, we're going to win this game. And we proceeded to score 11 runs after that. I said, I told you. And I ended up out of the game. Martin have anything to say to you because he has a lot to say to a lot of guys well he i told him when they hit the by the way raise your hand if you knew martin maldonado had the reputation as being a shit talker i had no idea that was the case that i found that to be a little bit interesting i'm right i said we're gonna win this game um he said no it's just like when you were in oakland so Ouch. when i was in oakland they they won the division twice maybe when he was there <laughs> we won the division once they beat us in the playoffs. And after I scored on a Dulles Grand Slam, Grand Slam, I told him, I told you we're going to win this game. And then all of a sudden, their bench is out there, and both of us are out of the game. I didn't want to get thrown out of the game. I just was talking to him. We competed for a lot of years. And you know, I never want to get thrown out of the game, but that's what happened. Emotionally, in the field, do you feel like you're letting yourself be more 
<laughs> yeah, whatever. Nobody gives a shit about that part. So there you go. Um, Marcus Simeon, uh, who I, I I like, his, his demeanor is good. I think he's a great player. Um, I, I'm look. Sometimes, sometimes you just have to own it. Sometimes you're you're you got bad guys, right? Uh, a couple years ago, when Correa put this team on his back before he left the year uh, the year of him leaving the. Uh, Checking the time thing. Correa was the bad guy. Alex Bregman has been a bad guy. It's listen. You can't. You can't sit here and think that everybody. Oh, let's go! Bash! Bash coming in with the raid. Bash! What is up, homie? Yo. Bash coming in with the raid, 39 viewers. What is up, homie Moss? Can we get a shout out for Baby Bash? Oh, my dude. Thank you, Bash. This is outstanding, man. Oh, we did get the shout out. Good. Uh, guys, do me a favor. Do me a favor in the chat. If you're not already, uh, make sure you go follow Bash. This man is creating some of the greatest NBA 2K content available. And he's a great dude, man. And he's hilarious. And you should follow him on Twitter. Uh, and he's just, I like, see, I, just like I said earlier, I like seeing good people win and Bash is good people. Uh, go get that man a follow. And Bash, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for the raid. Uh, how was your stream? What did y'all do? What were you, uh, what was, were you, uh, were you playing NBA 2K? What was, uh, what was on the docket today? Let me know. I know there's like a way I'm, I don't know how to do it because I'm technically a dumbass, but I think there's a way where I can like go to type something in and then it shows me like what you, I don't know how to do it. I need to figure that shit out. There's like a way. Uh, okay. Yeah. Play some 2K. Got, <laughs> got my butt kicked. Normal day. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Uh, for those coming in on the raid that don't know, uh, my name is Barry Laminac. I uh, spent seven years on ESPN Radio here in Houston, Texas, uh, talking sports, and also another three years on TV in this city talking sports. I'm also a nationally touring stand-up comedian, uh, and this is what I do now. I do a Twitch show called Barry on Deck from 2 to 5, Monday through Thursday. That's Houston time, and uh, I do comedy, so this is, this is, this is my life. Uh, so welcome in. Uh, if you like sports and bullshit and some fun and and some jokes along with your sports, you're in the right spot. If you don't, well, you can just you can leave. That's fine. I'm not gonna hurt my feelings. Uh, I totally understand. <laughs> but we like to have a good time here. So um, yeah, um, we were just talking Rangers and Astros and Marcus Simeon. And in fact, coming up in about thirty minutes, if you are a basketball fan, and my guess is you are, if you're a, a wow, fan of uh, Bash, nice. hey. <laughs> Six seven two tall. Thank you for the follow. Much appreciated. Uh, but if you're a fan of basketball, coming up at four fifteen on the program, I got my old co-host Joel Blank joining me from ESPN Radio. Joel spent twenty three years in the Houston Rockets front office as their director of broadcasting. Spent another four years with the Portland Trailblazers. This dude knows basketball, so we're gonna get his thoughts on summer league uh, and the goings on and in the NBA, and then you know even beyond that. He was a college pitcher as well, so we'll get some baseball talk with him as well uh so stick around for that plenty to do but talk a little bit of astros rangers and that series got heated uh marcus simeon martin maldonado got into it and i was saying i didn't realize martin maldonado was a shit talker had no idea that he was a shit talker um and had no problem with it and watching the video uh let me put this back up for a second watching the video my favorite thing about this and donna mentioned it 
But uh, when the teams, when the teams got together, let me mute this real quick. When the teams got together, this is my favorite part of the fight. Well, a fight. It wasn't a fight. It's like Apollo Dez said earlier on the show. It was a pillow fight. My favorite part of a baseball scrum is when the bullpen has to go out and answer the bell. And if I'm a bullpen, I would never, I would never want to be a reliever. For this very reason and this very reason alone. You mean I got to run my fat ass all the way across that outfield, all the way across the infield? Because it's usually happening at the plate, like the furthest point away from the bullpen. I got to take my big ass and run. And then I got to go all the way back. Hell no. Mm-mm. No, y'all can just fight without me. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm telling you, if it's a real ass fight, if there's real hands being thrown, if there's real bees being stung, I'll be there. But this little yappity yap bullshit, y'all can just do that without us. You don't need us out there. Y'all going ahead, we'll meet the bullpen in center field, their bullpen, talk a little shit, we'll do the same thing. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. It just seems silly to me that they make that long ass run. And then, and then, when they head back, they walk. So there you go, you got them dumping gear. And look at, look at, look how, look how exhausted they look. Look, my man's, look, uh, look, hold on, where is he? Uh, who is that coming in? Oh, big boy. Uh, you see him there on the left. Like, not, not, old, not the bullpen catcher, but in front of him, right? So you see the last guy in line, which obviously the bullpen catcher is going to be super slow. But them two, look at, look at old boy on the left. I can't quite make out who that is. Look how slow he's like, he's lumbering. And so is big boy on the right. They are, they are pissed. They got to go. And it's not even a fight. Look, if I run all the way in, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. If I ring my big fat ass all the way in from the bullpen for a fight, I'm going to need somebody to get hit. I'm going to need Pedro Martinez to throw down an old man like he did. I, I, I just, I'm going to need something. I'm going to need something. I'm going to need Runet Odor to knock out uh, Bautista. Uh, something. I'm going to need something for my run. I'm not running for free. Mm-mm. I'm going to need somebody. Even if it's my teammate, I'm going to need somebody to get their ass whooped. It might be me, but at least if I get my ass whooped, they put me on like a stretcher or get me a wheelchair so that I can don't have to make the walk back. That's not a, that's not okay. That's not okay. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Imagine if you're a super bullpen catcher. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> you have to sneak somebody at that point. That's what I'm saying. Wallace, by the way, what's up? Wallace, long time no see. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Even walking back, you know, like you're talking to their bullpen. You're like, oh, okay, man. <laughs> And then just run, ah, run back to your bullpen. That's what I'm doing. Damn all that. Damn all that. I'm not running for nothing. That's bullshit. Uh, but, but, but the question becomes, so all of this really started from Martin Maldonado talking trash for the Astros. And like I said, Astros fans, you got to, you got to own it. Sometimes you got heels on your squad. Sometimes you got bad dudes on, on your program and you just, you own it, you accept it. You deal with it, right? Remember remember if you were a Rockets fan, remember Pat Beverly? If you were a Suns fan, it was Charles Barkley. If you were a Detroit Pistons fan, it was everybody on that team ever, right? I mean, they're just bad. Pedro Martinez was that guy. You just own it. Bregman's that guy. So it's time to own the fact that Martin Maldonado is maybe a bit of a trash talker and a shit starter and a shit stirrer. However... Of all the names I just named, right? Pedro Martinez, uh, 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 um, 
I mean, who, uh, what did I, who else? Uh, Alex Bregman. Of all the of all the names that I mentioned about people that are, you know what they all have in common? They're good. Terrence! What's up, homie? Terrence, my dude. Thank you for the 12 minutes. I'm late, but let's go. Fam, I tell you all the time. Hashtag my Astros. What's up, Terrence? You're never late if you're here. Unless you show up, like if I'm going off air at 4.59.59 and you're like, what's up, Barry? Then you're late. But you're here, homie. You're not late. You're just in time, man. I appreciate you popping in, Terrence. And thank you for the 12 bitties. Uh, But I think it's time to own the fact that, look, if Martin Maldonado is going to talk shit, bro, you can't hit 160 and be a shit talker. First of all, that's not how talking shit works. Okay? You can't be bad at what you do and talk shit. That's just, that's not okay. Like, that's not how sports works. That's not how life works. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just be like, ha, y'all suck. It's like, bro, you're hitting 160 for the year. Not this month, not in this series, for the year. You, no, shush, stop. But it goes further than that. And I, I did, I looked into a little research here. I wanted to see. Because, you know, the reason that Astro fans have been fading Martin Maldonado uh, or fading his lack of ability, I should say, at the plate is because the narrative is, well, it's the way he handles the pitching staff. It's how good he handles the pitching staff. Well, I think we've been dealing with a false narrative, or at least it has looked as that it's looked like that as of late. Because, folks, quite frankly, Martin Maldonado is not, is not the same kind of catcher that he was previously. And I have the proof right here. Uh, these are, these are stat cast, um, advanced stats for catchers. And there's two categories you can look at right here. And the big one is frame catcher framing runs. And this is your frame rate. Kind of, this is, well, there's your strike rate for framing, but this is like, this is, uh, if you look up here, it says your, um, catch framing runs converts strikes to runs saved on a 0.125 run per strike basis. And it adjusts for ballpark and pitchers and everything else. So basically what you're seeing when you see that catcher framing runs, that's how many runs you're saving or giving up based on your catching ability. Nothing to do with hitting. But remember, that's why that's why Maltrin Maldonado's in, in the lineup all the time because he's such a good framing catcher and handles and this and that and the other. And I showed you guys a couple weeks ago, his pop time is not good. By the way, if you don't know, pop time is the time it takes the ball to leave his hand uh, on a stolen base situation at second base to pop the glove of whoever uh, at, at second base. So it's, it's basically how hard he throws the ball or how, how quickly he can get the ball to second base on a stolen base. And he's one of the worst in baseball at that. And Yonder Diaz, who's fighting for playing time behind him, was way better. One of the best in baseball with pop time. In this case, we'll just look at catcher framing runs, how many runs they've saved per strike. <sighs> yeah, where's my man's at? Second to dead ass last. Martin Maldonado is a minus 10. Minus 10 catcher framing runs. Remember, catcher framing runs is converts strikes to runs saved, which means they're giving up more runs. 
based on what he's doing. His strike rate is not great either. It is 41.5%. And by the way, if you're wondering where is the other Astros catcher, well, um, Yiner Diaz, not much better, but still better than uh, Martin Maldonado. He is at 40. He is ranked 42nd in Major League Baseball. There's only 30 teams. There's only 30 teams. That means there's backup catchers that are better than both of these guys. But Yiner Diaz is a minus two compared to the minus 10 that Maldonado is. Not great. And since Total Dallas is here and there's Rangers fans, yes, uh, Jonah Heim is a plus seven. That's really good. That's fourth best in the majors. So I say all that to say this. Listen, Martin Maldonado may have to take a lesser role in this team going forward. The numbers aren't there anymore. And you can give me all that, well, but it's the way, and Sean Pendergast had a great tweet last night. It's like, it's funny when everything is going good, <clears throat> everyone wants to give, fade, you know, the, the the issues that Maldonado has because, well, it's because of how good he handles the pitching staff. And then his point was, what about last night? He's in that game. That's his pitching staff that gave up 13 runs. Mm, I don't know. I just, I don't need to see it no more. I don't need to see it no more. If there's no statistical difference between him and Diaz behind the plate, but there is a significant difference between the two at the plate, there's not a, you couldn't convince me. And I know what Dusty's going to say. Well, it's the way he, you know, his game planning and the way he talks to the pitchers. He's still on the team. He can still work up a game plan. He can still, you know, help with that if he wants to see this team succeed and not be selfish. And by the way, there's tons of pitching coaches and everybody else that can advance scouting and all that that can help with the game plan. You're not solely relying on Martin Maldonado for that. So yeah, I stand before you today as an Astros fan telling you officially. Okay, it's weird when I stand because I would have to raise the whole desk up. I sit before you. I sit before you. As an Astros fan saying, it's time to move on from Martin Maldonado. Don't need to see it anymore. I'm done. Shut up. Flip said skinny G sightings. Joke's on you, punk ass. These are, uh, these are, these are joggers. Ha ha! Joke's on you. They're skinny joggers. I'm too old for this. Way too old for this. All right, so there you go. Uh, that is my that was my two big things: is blown blown leads by the Astros this year is a big difference, and so is Martin Maldonado. He's just not good this year. Uh, and then Jeremy Pena sucks. And then we talked Simeon. Um, so yeah, three games left in the Rangers Astros series on, and, and that'll be in uh, Arlington. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we've talked MLB trade deadline. Um, one other thing, if you are, uh, so inclined to do so, here's a, here's a, here's some odds on winning the world series since we're kind of getting towards the trade deadline. Here are the updated and current odds for each team. We'll find your team if you want. Um, oh, Kish, I need a, a, here's how we do this on this show, Kish. Here's how we do this. Now, I've been on air since um, 220, 225. Um, I need a source before I spout out your uh, your news. I need a source. I'm not just going to start recklessly giving out bad information because, by the way, this chat this week has been awful with that. 
awful with it. There's so many people in this chat were giving me false info. A couple days ago, as a matter of fact. Um, so I need to see links. Uh, let me see. Let's just go to the Twitters. Hold on. Damn it. I got to turn this whole damn show around. Uh, let's see. Let's pull up Twitter. Uh, oh, Joey Burrow is trending. Oh, here is the cart coming out for Joe Burrow. That is the content we're getting. They have video of a cart. Not He's not in it. He's not in it. It's just a cart that is driving. Mm, they're going to him. God damn, I hate the content create content creation business. It just sucks. Uh, Joe Burrow, let's see, breaking news. This is, I don't know who this is. Caleb, believe it. Okay. I need a reputable source for this. <clears throat> Although it is trending. <clears throat> but um, yeah, apparently, based on the Twitters. Uh, oh, well, here you go. 43 minutes ago, Zach Taylor calls it a calf issue for Joe Burrow. Here's everything he said after practice. Let's see. So basically, he just said, uh, Zach Taylor in this little press conference, he just said, uh, we saw it, it's his calf. We saw his calf. It was just 10 minutes ago. We don't have any further information. So I haven't seen anything else. <clears throat> that was about an hour ago, I guess, that it happened, perhaps. Let's uh, let's take a gander. Let's take a gander at... Uh, I doubt ESPN is going to have anything just yet. Uh, no, that's soccer breaking news. Bengals Burrow carted off field with calf injury. There we go. ESPN does have it finally. Uh, it was 10 minutes ago, so we don't have any info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. According to a source, an early assessment indicates that Burrow is dealing with a calf strain. See? See? Come on! Damn it, Kish, this is why, this is why we vet our sources, chat. This is why we vet our info. That is all, that is directly from uh, ESPN. Here we go. Which, you know, as far as sources go, I'm going to trust that a little bit more. Uh, according to a source, an early assessment indicates that Burrow is dealing with a calf strain. We'll get more information as we go. But... Uh, had to check in with you just to make sure. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, Kish fake man. <laughs> um, I mean, we're going to find out, right? It's not going to change it if it's true or not. But I tell you what, boy, collectively, the entire city of Cincinnati holding their damn breath, their nasty Bengal breath. Um, Burroughs said, knock on wood, I feel great. Right there. Uh, this time last year, I was sitting in the hospital bed. It's good to be out with these guys. Okay. Oh, that was on Wednesday. Ugh. Boy, you got to hate it when you jinx yourself. Jinx yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't knock on wood like he said. He just said it. It doesn't count, by the way. But FYI, I, uh, I, I studied. I majored uh, in jinxes in college. I mean, I went to community college, but and they don't have majors. But it doesn't matter. Uh, I majored in jinxes in college, and I'll tell you right now: if you are trying to thwart a jinx, you know there's a couple things you could do. You could, uh, you know, if you believe in oho, if that's your thing, uh, you touch the thing, 
that you don't want to jinx. So maybe he should just have touched his whole body. You can get your little deer's eye and keep that on your persons at all times. They make them as bracelets, as necklaces. You, you could put one in your car. I don't know. You'll have to ask a Latin person more about Ojo. I'm married to a Mexican, so I kind of have the inside scoop on it. White people are looking confused. It's just like voodoo, okay? Nonetheless, uh, if you're trying to thwart a jinx and you say knock on wood, it can't, it can't just be saying knock on wood. You have to actually knock on wood. Otherwise, it doesn't count and your quarterback ends up with a calf strain. So there you go. Uh, someone check on Donna. Yes, boss, poor Donna. She's a Joe Cool fan for show, for show, my poor Donna. You'll be all right, Donna. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be good. I'm not uh, I'm not so concerned about it as of right now. All right, so that was right before <coughs> that was Kish uh, with breaking false news, fake news. Your fake news, Kish. I still love you, Kish. Don't worry. All right, here's your World Series odds as of shit. Uh, not too long ago. Five, uh, when did they update this last? I don't know when this was last updated. Not too long ago, though. Uh, it's pretty current. But let's see. Well, there you go. So your top five teams. Braves are the current odds on favor. They opened at a plus 800. They're now at plus 350. They have been and for most. Well, I should say for most. For the better part of the season, the Braves have been the best team in baseball. The Rays were the best team in baseball through the first, what, 25, 50 games, something like that. At least 25. And they're still up there. But Braves have the best odds to win the to Super Bowl. The World Series at a plus 350. Dodgers are a plus 500, which is what they started at. <coughs> Excuse me. The Rays started the year at a plus 2200. That's wild. They're now a plus 550. Uh, the Astros, even after uh, th- this series and, and, and the goings on and whatnot, are a plus 900. And so are the Rangers. But Astros are a plus 700 going in. Which, if I'm not mistaken, was the second best odds uh, to start the season as far as uh, potential to win the World Series. Uh, but the Rangers, who were a plus 5,000, are now a plus 900. Boy, you got to give it up. I love seeing that, by the way. This is what's awesome about this year. Because you have one, two, three, four different teams in the top 10 whose World Series odds were just astronomical. I mean, plus 5,000, that's ridiculously bad. And they are now a plus 900. So good for them. Good for good for the Rangers. Uh, I'm, the, the Reds, <coughs> that was a lot of fun. They were plus 10,000. They're now plus 5,000 and a lot of fun to watch. Um, Phil's Utley said, invested uh, in the Astros, though. It didn't look good last night. Still without Tuve and Jordan back, I have faith in them. Yeah, that was just one game. And I'm telling you, uh, no reason to panic just yet on the Astros if you invested in them. Um, wait and see what they do with the deadline. And remember, and this was the big deal being made about that, uh, is that Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve had only played 13 games together this year until last night. That's the two best players that they have at the plate. So uh, this offense is going to get a lot better and hopefully they get our back, which we talked about with Apollo Deslo earlier. Hopefully that helps the rotation. So there's still, there's still plenty of room for optimism, uh, within the, uh, Houston Astros organization. No need to panic, worry, uh, or freak out like they're not going to do anything. 
Um, let's see. We got the quote out of the way. Yes, we got Simeon's thing done. Let's do we have any Yankee fans in the chat? I know we had some people come in on the raid uh with Bash. I'm guessing a lot of them left, and that's okay. That's how raids work. Uh, any Yankee fans in the chat? Put a one in the chat if you are a Yankees fan. A one in the chat if you are a Yankees fan. Just put a put a one in there. Just go on and uh, do your boy solid. Put a little one one in there. If you happen to be a Yankees fan, one in the one in the chat, please. Uh, <clears throat> just just humor me on this, uh, if you would. One in the chat. What is going on here? This is this is super weird. Hmm. Let's get a little freaky dicky over here. So one in the chat if you are a uh, <laughs> Brandon Gary put <laughs> Brandon Gary put up a middle finger. That is not so inappropriate, Brandon Gary. You that is so boy you I'm I'm ashamed of you right now. That's for damn sure. Well, I, I ask because uh, <laughs> we got zero, zero, zero. Fuck them Yankees. Um, are the TD or the Tigers winning the World Series? Was that your bet? That's funny. Uh, okay. I asked because of this, the next video. By the way, real quick, I just got to say uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you guys for the uh, for the thankful Thursdays that were sent in. I almost didn't. And I want you to know how much I appreciate it. Um, Donna, my sweet, sweet Donna, sent in a $10 thankful Thursday way early in the morning. I appreciate you, Donna. Thank you so much for your continued support. Dubs, the same thing. Sent in a $6 thankful Thursday. Thank you, people Dubs. I appreciate you. Sylvia, my sweet, sweet Sylvia. Thank you for the $5 thankful Thursday. And <coughs> last but not least, of course, Alex Villanueva sent in a $10 thankful Thursday and said, fuck AT&T. And fuck them Rangers. That is all carry on. Uh, I always love the messages from Alex. They're always funny uh, when he sends them over. So thank you, Alex. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, It's very kind of you indeed. All right. Let's talk about the Yankees for a second. You know, as a fan base, um, the it's it's fair to say the Astros are probably the most hated fan base in baseball right now. Maybe even sports. But a close second would be, will be, and will always be the Yankees. The Yankees lose. It's hard to like a fan base that talks shit relentlessly, especially when they've been good for so long, which is part of the reason why the Astros are hated. And the other part is, is the whole cheating scandal. I get it. But everybody hates Yankee fan because they're cocky and they, check out the World Series wings. And it's the same reason a lot of people hate Cowboy fans. <coughs> but I'm going to give you a new and better reason to absolutely hate with uh, the heat of a thousand suns. I'm going to give you a reason to hate the Yankee fans even more right now. Yankee fan just dumped ice cream on a Mets fan. Not the BBQ sauce. So yeah, uh, look at your. Sorry about the sound there. Yankee fan just dumped. They're, ice they're cream. dumping ice cream on a Mets fan. Super classy. 
super hilarious. <laughs> you just violated another man behind his back without telling him because you're a goddamn coward, Yankee fan. Cece said people hate me. No, Cece, people love you. Everybody loves Cece. What are you talking about? Everybody loves Cece. They may not like your football team, but they love Cece. <laughs> Brady Garrison, I hope that dude gets hit by a line of buses. <laughs> So it gets worse. It's worse. It's worse. It's worse. So he's, and then they go, ah, and then they're like, start doing barbecue sauce, and he's waving. He's like, ha ha, Yankees fans are losing. He's trying to enjoy the game. And then he realizes. So they dump ice cream on him. They dump barbecue sauce on him. And then they a little extra sauce. He turns around. He's like, come on, bro. And when he did that, he knocked it off. And it got on that dude's jersey. And now two people have ruined their shit. That's disgusting. That's not okay. And then they're like, oh, we felt bad. So we gave him a bottle of water to wash it off. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, that, is, that, that, is, that is pretty awful. Uh, Jared said, this is a bunch of kids. I'm assuming they all must know each other. Uh, I mean, that's a pretty big assumption. They might know each other. They might not. I'll tell you this, though. And I, I kind of always had this philosophy. Um, Even amongst my friends, there was one thing you didn't do. Don't put your hands on me. You know what I mean? Like, even just joking around, don't don't put your hands on me. I don't, I don't play that. I don't like that. I don't play that. Don't start getting all handsy with me and pushing and shit like that. You know how dudes are. They love to, you know, come up and hit you on the arm. I don't play that. I don't play that hit me on the arm bullshit. I don't play that open chest game bullshit. I don't play that just shoving me for no damn reason bullshit. I don't, I don't play that. I don't play that. And that kind of shit, even if I knew you, just like everybody's saying in the chat, on site. If you would have put ice cream in my hair, even my, even my dear friends, <clears throat> if they were Yankee fans and I was a Mets fan and we're watching the game and they had been dumping ice cream and barbecue sauce and more barbecue sauce into my hair, thinking it's funny, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna have to whoop that ass or try to I mean like that dude that was doing it Mr. Fucking this chode where's this fucking moron at he, he thinks he's so funny I'm hilarious because I'm I'm fucking with another dude ah uh, uh, super funny look at me you can just tell right now first of all uh that kid that kid oh god his mom asked for the manager a thousand percent this kid's name is Caleb. And he is the worst goddamn person on the planet. He is one of those kids who is fucking entitled. He thinks he's like the shit. He's a bully. He's a bully. He's an asshole. He talks back to his teachers. He talks shit to other kids because he's bigger than them because he had a growth spurt. And Caleb is going to grow up and live in a trailer. And this right here is going to be Caleb's one shining moment in his stupid, dumb life. Even as a kid, I'll say it. Fuck them kids. 
This is just not okay. This is not okay. Well, it's just good nature fun. No, that's a, you're an asshole. You're you're an asshole. And I guarantee you, Caleb is a lot bigger than that kid he's doing that to, which is why <coughs> he's doing it. Because Caleb wouldn't do that to a grown-ass man, and Caleb's not doing that to a kid that's bigger than him, I bet you. Caleb is, let's just be real. Caleb's a puss. Not, the BBQ not okay. <laughs> just such an asshole move. But yeah, I would say that that right there, Jared Taylor probably is right. They probably do know each other. That that makes sense. That checks out a little bit now because the way he turned around. And then what also made me think that is after, towards the end, this dude that turns around with the Aaron Judge jersey on. He's like, bro, he, he looked like he might have known too. Now also, he might have been like, come on, bro, you're getting it on my jersey. Well, maybe you should have told your fellow Yankee fans not to be acting like Yankee fans. And then maybe it wouldn't have got on your jersey. I'm telling you right now, I'd have done, I'd have started fucking slinging that shit everywhere. You gonna do that to me? Everybody in this goddamn section is going home with barbecue sauce on their fucking jerseys. Every I'm ruining every goddamn Aaron Judge jersey in this section. I'm I'm shaking that shit out like a wet dog. Oh my god. I mean, that's just a dickhead thing to do. Typical, typical Yankee fan. Somebody get on the Discord and tell BZH420 to come get his people. That is ridiculous. That is disgusting. Yeah, Cece said, you know, that ice cream was like 17 bucks, too. Yeah, no shit, right, Cece? Like that little, those seven little drops, that's $4.34 worth of ice cream you dumped on his head. Stupid ass. <coughs> Terrence said, punch straight to his douchebag face. And it was, too. I mean, guys, come on. Look look, look at the kid. Look at, look at the guy doing it. I mean, tell me right now. You know who this dude is? Hold on. Hold on. I know exactly who this dude is. I'm a I'm a Google it for y'all. Watch. Uh I'm gonna show you exactly who this dude is. I didn't know this dude was a Yankees fan. I had no idea that this dude was a Yankees fan. No clue. I had no idea. Oh, I hate you so much for that. They never let you just get a picture normally. You always got to get some bullshit. You just can't save a JPEG. It's some WebMB bullshit. There we go. Uh, This. This is who this kid is. And, and if you disagree, I don't care. Don't at me, hoes. Don't care. At your mama. Because I'm going to tell you right now, this is exactly who this kid is. No doubt in my mind. <clears throat> uh, hold on. Get this pulled up here. Uh, I'm trying to space it right. Uh, it's probably PZH420, by the way. It's probably PZH420's kid. All right, here we go. This is exactly who this is. Huh? Huh? Look at that bullshit. That's exactly who that is. Y'all know I'm right. You know damn well I'm right. That's exactly who that kid is right there. Same goddamn person. Look at it. Look at it, Yankee fan. That's you. You're the bully from a Christmas story. 
a bully from the Christmas store. And, and then when you get your ass whooped, you start crying. Asshole Yankee fans can't stand them. Make me sick, sick to my stomach. Mostly because they just wasted really good ice cream. I'm sure. <laughs> hey, yo, what's up? We got a McLovin signing. What's up, McLovin? Good to see you, buddy. <coughs> CC said, "Don't touch my head." Mm-hmm, right? Donna said, "My face or my head?" Mm-mm, no way. Yep. Even Donna will fight your ass on sight. Uh, Jared Taylor even said, nope, uh, definitely not okay. Uh, I'm not about that life. Okay with harmless pranks, but don't fuck with my shit. Yep, exactly. Flip, you remember Open Chess, right? Boy, I hated that. I would watch that shit. I'd be like, mm nope, I don't play that. I'm getting banned from Yankee Stadium. Not that I'd be offended by that, said Heartthrob. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> 100%. 100%. Uh, let me catch up on the chat here. Someone's going down. LSU fan put a finger in my booty. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, but, you know, when in Rome, I guess that'd be Greece. Okay. Um, <laughs> throwing hands. <clears throat> McLovin had a question, serious question. Mario Dex, serious question. If some dumbass threw something at you on stage at a comedy show, would you charge into the crowd and whoop his ass. It's a good question. Um, no, I would not charge into the crowd to fight him. Um, I might throw it back at him and his table, but most likely, um, I would probably just call for security and have them thrown out and try to continue the show. Now, if they came to the stage, if they, you know, afterwards, well, then that's a different story. But if they threw something at me on stage, I'd probably cuss them out and then have them thrown out. Because it's just, it, there's, you know, it's too risky at that point. If I throw it back and hit hit a lady at a table or miss, or if I go in the crowd and then that's a whole, that's assault. Like, so yeah, no, I'd probably, I mean, I'm a hothead, so my tendency might be to do that. But if I'm now that I'm thinking clearly right now, no. Chances are though, like I'd probably I might try. I might try. But uh I can test this theory Saturday. I mean you can, Reyes. You you you're certainly welcome to try that. Um yeah. If someone threw a Fidel at you, that's funny. That is hilarious. Um, Jared Taylor said, the last time someone opened chest me, I put a knee in his thigh and crippled a man. There you go. There you go. Brandy Gary said, us LSU folks are creepy, right? See, what's up? Clarence Clarence said, who needs their ass beat? <coughs> Yankee fan. That's who Clarence, Yankee fan. Um, that bitch with a chair, right? No, I mean... Like I said, I've seen people get shit thrown at them. I saw a drunk lady throw a a glass of ice at a comic once, and he boy, he he he, he dodged that shit like the Matrix too. He's like, oh, and it shattered into a thousand pieces when it hit the wall behind him. It was crazy, crazy. <clears throat> so yeah, 
pretty weird. Um, <laughs> Cisco's trying to get trying to get trying to get Total Dallas beat up. The answer is Total Dallas. Uh, by the way, uh, joining me hopefully shortly on the program. Um, Joe Blank scheduled to be here uh, to round out the day and the week. This is the last show of the week. Um, let's see. What else did I? Maldi. Got that. Uh, got the thankful Thursdays. Thank you guys again. Oh, got a non-sports. We've been very sportsy today, by the way. Very sportsy. Titan Hugo said thought on W. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Clarence and I attempted to charge Barry, but it was more like a slow walk. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Reyes has uh, VIP seats with, uh, well, not VIP. Yep. Oh, yeah, it is. It's reserved. Yeah. VIP slash reserved seats with uh, Robert Likes Beer. Yes. What does that mean, Titan Hugo? Thought on W. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. In the meantime, um... Crazy news out of the entertainment world. <clears throat> you remember? You remember? Remember? Remember when Kevin Spacey was being sued and arrested and all this shit um, on sexual uh, assault charges? Well, according to this article, actor Kevin Spacey was cleared of all charges of sexual assault. This was as of yesterday uh, afternoon. Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey was cleared of all charges after a four-week trial in London on claims of sexual assault. Hollywood star, 64 years old, had tears in his eyes as the jury at Southwark Crown Court found him not guilty of seven counts of sexual assault and two counts of other serious sexual offenses. Uh, The allegations covered a period between 2004 and 2013 when Spacey served as an artistic director on the Old Vic Theater in the British capital. He pled not guilty. Uh, Thank the jury. Um, I cleared him following 12 hours and 26 minutes of deliberation, uh, deliberation, excuse me. He said he was humbled and he said, I imagine that many of you can uh, understand that there's a lot for me to process uh, after what just happened today. But I would like to say that I'm enormously grateful to the jury for having taken the time to examine all the evidence and all the facts carefully before they reach their decision. And I am humbled by the outcome today. Uh, let's see. During the trial, um, the prosecutor told jurors that Spacey was a sexual bully and a man who delighted in making others feel powerless and uncomfortable. <sighs> One complaint alleged that Spacey sat in the front of a car next to him while he was driving and grabbed the man's hand to put it on his crotch. Spacey acted so forcefully it took his breath away. Second complainant alleged that Spacey assaulted him at a charity event, putting his hands on his legs and grabbing his crotch. With such force, it was painful. Third said he met Spacey while working at a pub in the English countryside. Later that night at a party at the actor's holiday home, Spacey approached him and gave him a hug, uh, kissed his neck, grabbed his crotch, and squeezed while telling the man to be cool, be cool. Spacey claimed these were uh, this was a clumsy pass, but denied sexually assaulting him. I mean, I do think it's odd that all three had similar stories. But the jury did not. Um, Spacey told the court that the two shared a consensual and very nice and lovely evening. 
Under questioning from Spacey's lawyer, Patrick Gibbs, Casey, the complainants all denied uh, either seeking financial gain, attempting to further their careers, or giving false uh, accounts to the jury. So, Last year, New York jury found Spacey not liable for battery on allegations. He picked up actor Anthony Rapp and laid it on top of him after a party in 1986. So I remember that, man. He was blackballed and... And does this mean we get House of Cards back? Hmm? Are we going to get a House of Cards back? Um, uh, uh, Reyes is Truman's security. Yeah, I, uh, Reyes looks like he could fight. Reyes looks like he could fight. Uh, you cleared because all his accusers mysteriously died. What? No, no. And I agree with you, Clarence. Total Dallas is the only Rangers fan I can stand. Uh, he may never be declared not guilty, but he's still very weird. Oh, he may have been declared not guilty, but he's still very weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's a difference, though, between sexual deviancy and sexual assault. If you're just into weird shit, that's one thing. But when you start grabbing people by the crotch or. Whatever, that's a whole different thing, man. So, a little John Doe out there throwing up on guys. What? What? <coughs> Alex, uh, so uh, Hugo said, thoughts on what could be the biggest fight of the 2000s, uh, Spence versus Crawford. I mean... I want to, I want to, I want to be excited about it. And this is a personal thing. Okay. This is just me personally. I want to be excited about it, but it's at this point, boxing and even combat sports in general. And, and I'm y'all know my background. First thing I ever did in sports was cover MMA. But right now, combat sports is on the same level as soccer for me. I, I, I'm, you know, and I, I get it. This might be the World Cup of boxing. I, I'm so apathetic to it, man. I would be lying to you if I told you that I cared one way or the other. I do agree with Alex filling away, though he said, I just want to see a good fight. I think part of my problem with boxing as of late, there are some decent, there's been a few decent fights, but a lot of it is we're getting the the fights we wanted too late and damn it it continues to happen though and the same is true in mma <clears throat> they try to drag that shit out and get the most pay-per-views they can without giving us the fights that we want to see right there's no more good trilogies there's no more good wars i feel like the the last couple of times that i've watched boxing when it's been a big fight I don't know. I'm just kind of bleh on boxing. So um, I don't know. Maybe maybe if you give me enough incentive, I might watch it. When is it? Is it Saturday? I'm guessing it's Saturday night. I got that show at Hop Scholar, so I probably won't see it. And I just picked up a gig Sunday at the Houston Improv. If you're bored, oh, my God, you guys, this lineup. Holy shit. The lineup on this show, I feel out of place. It's uh, so Sunday, Frankie, my buddy Frankie Quinones is, is in town. Frankie Quinones is in town uh, this weekend at the Houston Improv, but couldn't do the Sunday show. Had to fly back to L.A. 
So they were like, well, we'll do a showcase show instead. Uh, and if you don't know who Frankie Quinones is, he's the dude that does Cholo Fit, uh, Creeper. And he also does Juanita Carmelita. Uh, those are his two characters. And he's a he's got a uh, regular recurring role on This Fool on Hulu. Uh, super funny, super nice guy. Worked with him a couple of different times. Uh, but he's in town Friday, Saturday. It was supposed to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but he's got to leave. He's headed back to L.A. So Sunday, the improv called and said, do you want to be on this showcase show we're putting together? And I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, happy to be on uh, a, a showcase show. Daddy needs to work. I literally only have one gig on my calendar uh, for August. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go sell my sperm. And nobody wants that. And I mean nobody. Uh, but here you go. Here's the improv calendar. So, um, Frankie Quinones. Uh, he's going to be here Friday and Saturday. And that's my dude. There's Cholo Fit Creeper. Probably know who that is. But then, but then, folks, but then, chat. Uh, shit gets wild. So there's Frankie. I'm going to try to pop in tomorrow and say hi to him. I don't know. Uh, but then... They went out and put this show together. Uh, okay, they didn't put it on the slides. I want a feature for this dude, too. Uh, Kev Herrera. Yo, this dude's funny. He makes some pretty funny uh, social media content. Um, But I don't... Hold on. There it is. The H-Town Heavy Hitter Show. Des White, me, Juan Villarreal, and Bryson Brown. And I'm like... Well, first of all, I think I'm the token white guy. I'm honored that the improv would call me a heavy hitter, first of all. Honored that they would say that. Uh, but also to be included with these guys, God, God bless you, Houston Improv. There must have been no other dudes available. So they're like, well, fuck. We'll throw idiot on there. By the way, look nothing like my, uh, <laughs> my phone. I look like I ate me currently. I look, I look like I ate that guy in the photo. So, what is that? Is that a fat joke? What? <coughs> Flip said Juan Villarreal is still working. Oh, yeah. Juan, yeah, still going strong. How much you selling it for? I got 20. What? Selling what for? I saw a fight last weekend and someone was on the take. Judges were wrong. Ah, yeah, go figure. Um, biggest fight of 2000s would be Barry Boom Boom Laminate versus Josh No Nut Small Balls Innes. <laughs> uh, let's see, Mary, have you slept on this? What, Mary, have you haven't you haven't slept on the scale in a minute? What, what, what? Is that a fat joke? Oh, heavy hitters, got it. Uh, I get it now, heavy hitter. Wait, ah ha, ah. Yeah, this is uh, that's nice of them. So there you go. If you're bored and need something to do, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I'll be at the Houston Improv with some fucking amazingly hilarious dudes. So come out and get that. Um, should be good. There you go. Uh, expect unfiltered comedy. Yeah, of course. No shit. All right. Uh, so we did Kevin Spacey's news. Okay, well, Joel's, I guess, not going to be able to join us. And that's okay. Shit happens. 
Hey, man, I'm probably not going to be. This is at 4 o'clock. Hey, man, I'm probably not going to be able to do the show today. I'm stuck in traffic on 59, and I'm not moving. Oh, good, homie. Shit happens. Good thing I show prep just in case. If not, I'd be looking at y'all like. Now what? Uh, Amos said could be worse. <coughs> Gary Owen just moved to town. He usually gets all the gigs with brothers. He Gary Owen moved to Houston? No. Did he really? No, he did not. That'd be dope. Um, but uh, yeah, Gary Owen. I tell you what, Gary Owen fills it up at the Houston Improv though. For I don't know how that happens, but that dude every time he's in town, he does two full weeks of sold out shows. Amazing, amazing. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I get it's it's funny. The nicest compliment I ever got as a stand-up comedian was from the the bookers and the managers at the Houston Improv, because I end up do I, I do end up getting a lot of gigs with um with black comics at, at the Improv, and but also uh, a lot of times when they'll have one nighters with guys like there's uh, I worked with a guy named Jeff Allen and his audience averages uh, seventy years old. They're just old white people. Average age of 70. The show was at 5 p.m. on a Sunday. What? But also, I'll do uh, Matt. Uh, what's his name? I told you about the gay farmer guy. And I, I was telling him, I was like, man, uh, I sure do a pretty pretty eclectic mix of comics that you guys have me working with. And they said, and I'm not tooting my own horn here, but I guess the kind of am. They said, look, you're, you're, you're the best thing about you besides being funny is that you're versatile. You can do, you can make any audience laugh. What? Oh my God. Stop it. Say a few more things. Can I write that down and put it on my website? Oh my God. But that's what they said. He's like, yeah, you, you're, you're, you know, you can handle any crowd. You can handle a black crowd. You can handle a Hispanic crowd. You can handle a white crowd, an old crowd, a gay crowd, a young crowd. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Cause everything I hear about, you got a niche down. Yeah. I don't know. Ali was on Gary's podcast. He dropped today. Uh, yeah. Uh, <coughs> Ali's a, He's a beast. Uh, not the white trash comedy show. I mean, I did, I did okay. But here's the thing. When I did that show, I intentionally went up and attacked the audience. And when you do that, it's not going to go well. It's just not going to go well. Uh, Cisco said Barry is the Red House of Comics. At the Red House, where black people and white people buy furniture. And Hispanics, too. Still great. Uh, McLevin said, has Cat Williams ever been in town, Barry? I heard he's a bit of a nutcase. Oh, I, yeah. Cat's been here before. Oh, for sure. And, yeah, uh, I have heard the same. Um, <laughs> Rudy, what do they say? It's a pretty good show. Shut up, Rudy. I have heard the same. I have heard. Uh, and then I also heard a really long story from Ali Sadiq on a podcast about why him and Cat Williams got into it. And I was stunned, but also not surprised. Uh, what's up, Joe Pro? Good to see you, buddy. 
Joe Bro said, uh, Barry can indeed handle any crowd and occasionally tell a man to suck his own son's dick. Not my one shining moment in comedy, okay? You don't have to bring it up, Joe Pro. Not my one shining, not my best moment ever. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It's funny. It worked. It's funny, but not my best moment, okay? Fine. I'll own it. All right, uh, let me let me move some shots around here real fast because I have another uh, video for you. I know. Remember, we used to do videos like all the time on here. Remember that was crazy. This video that you're going to see is a new sport that is exists now. It's a, it's a whole thing, as the kids say nowadays. It's a whole vibe. And I don't know why they say that. Uh, they just do. So shut up. But I'm trying to. Yeah. Okay, there we go. That looks good enough. Uh. Uh. Let's see. Definitely not Joe Pro. Remember that time? Definitely not Joe Pro kicked a guy to a pile of sh- his own poop. Yeah. What are you talking shit for? Mine was verbal. You actually kicked someone into a pile of shit, Joe Pro. Thank you, Steven, the weather guy. <coughs> all right. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to make sure I got all the things that I wanted to cover covered. Yes, yes, yes. And then I'll do. Um, we can even use this link that I was saving for Joel. We could do that as well. But, but, but I have a crazy video for you. A crazy new sport. I'm I'm like I'm a traditionalist when it comes to sports. You know what I mean? Like I'm not one of them cats that's like, um, I want this like slam ball. I watched it uh, a couple weeks ago. Eh. Mm, it was it was interesting too, but I'm like I couldn't be a fan of that. I couldn't be like, man, I can't wait to get home and watch the slam ball game tonight. It's the 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 jumping jack flashes versus the 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 Mexican jumping beans. I don't know. You remember those? Do you remember Mexican jumping beans? Didn't they say it was just like some like animal inside of there, like trying to get out? Like, please set me free. I don't know. So I'm a I'm a sports traditionalist, right? I'm I I. I <sighs> I'm a missionary guy when it comes to watching sports and, and creativity. I don't mind it making the games better that I enjoy or the, the, the sports better that I enjoy, but like I don't need to watch like, you know, fucking uh, slapping, uh, ultimate slapping or whatever. I don't give a shit about that. I don't care. <coughs> I think that's just stupid. That's just they need to call that like um, quickest way to a concussion. Don't call it UFC. Call it just CTE. Just call it what it is. It's just knocking people out. It's stupid. This is pretty wild. This is a new twist. And I've seen, and it's always Russia, by the way. When it comes to combat sports and MMA, it seems like Russia leads the charge on crazy ideas in in that realm. In 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 the uh in the in the uh combat sports realm. Because they'll have like tag team MMA like it's wrestling and then they'll have like five on five MMA where they'll just have a big fucking cage 
throw 10 dudes in there and it's team fighting. And inevitably, it's like like dodgeball. There's one dude left and it's one on three. It's crazy. <clears throat> Ever seen night fights? No. What? Joe Brunson, I wasn't shaming you, sir. I shut off the power to a whole job site today because these fuckers aren't listening. Good. There you go. Um, <laughs> I'd like to ultimately slap Alex Villanueva. Hey, hey, no violence. What is night fights? Now I got to Google night fights, but way to derail the show. I got a perfectly good save to it. What? Stop this. This has got to be Russian. MMA global world. What in the fuck? Yeah, it's just two dudes dressed as knights. Fighting. I mean, I'm not going to show the whole video. I mean, I got to show something now. Jesus Christ. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. The two dudes dressed as knights fighting. No thanks. Okay, well, first of all, is that sword? Is that sword real? That doesn't seem safe. That that doesn't seem safe at all. I, all I can think of when I see that is um, Monty Python. Uh, not the knights that go nit, but uh, what was that? The 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 what was the dude's name? The the knight that guarded the bridge, and they're like, he's like, that's just a flesh wound. Whoa, go away. Where are you going, coward? Hey, Marcino. Thank you for the follow. I probably I probably said that wrong, Marcino. I apologize if I did. Marcino Costa, 2007. Thank you for the follow. Uh, much appreciated. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. My name is Barry Laminac. This is Barry on Deck, and we are just talking shit. Uh, it's a sports show, but it's an entertainment show, and we talk about crazy things, sports, non-sports, and otherwise. So welcome in. Uh, thank you again for the follow. <coughs> uh, Monty Python was awesome. It really was. So we're bored with modern combat sports. So we go back 600 years. Oh, that's a great point. Uh, that's a great point. Tis but a flesh wound. Where are you going? Don't run away. And he's got no arms and no legs. But that's not the sport that we're covering today. Don't get me off track, people. This is the sport that we're covering today, and it looks absolutely stupid. Look at this. Phone booth boxing. What are we doing? I'm, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? 
I told you it's always the Russians. I like at the end he's like, yo, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, first of all, Nasty Nate, kiss my ass. Nasty Nate's like, what's a phone booth? Oh, shut up, youngster. What's a payphone? Back in the day, uh, you could find a phone on the street, and it would be in a big, uh, tall booth. That was it. That was a phone booth, and you could get in there, and what they used to do is, actually, if there was, like, in buildings, they would have lines of phones, and you could go in there and pull a curtain, and you'd be like, hello, see, I need to talk to you. Uh, transfer me to, to Bobby uh, Wojciechowski at 17 uh, uh, Autumn Lane, dame. Thank you. And she'd be like, please hold for Bobby Wojciechowski. And then she would connect it, and that was how phones worked. Cece said, Barry, that's prison. Okay. Now, I didn't say phone booth. I said phone booth. Different. <coughs> So they, those were phone booths, and then they started putting those out uh, on the street. Let's see. Uh, a phone booth on the street. And you can step inside and shut a door. And those are like old-ass English phone booths, I guess, from back in the day. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But sometimes I sit and wish I was a kid again. I'll probably get a, a stupid-ass strike for singing. I wonder if they do that. That's not okay. That's the copyright strike. Here you go. Phone booth. This is what they're fighting it. Look. British phone booth. Red telef. Hello, it's a red telly box. Mother. Mother, would you call Papa from the red telly box? Yeah, those are phone booths. They're just booths with phones in them. And you would get in there and you would... uh Make secret calls to double agents. I don't know. That's what those are. But but the Russians, of course, have put a new spin on it. And what I like is they start with their backs to each other. And then they go, ready? One, two, three. Someone's going to die. And it's just like, you can't like, all of the good news is, is it's very short you're definitely, listen, phone booth boxing is definitely not the place for get off me. I mean, we learned about defending ourselves with the get off me move where you just windmill. Get off me, get off me. We learned about, this is not effective in a phone booth fight. And it says phone booth boxing. Uh, those are MMA gloves, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, I could be wrong here. Are those are those like seven ounce boxing gloves, ten ounce boxing gloves, or are those? I think I see fingers. Those might be uh, four ounce gloves there. Oh yeah, I see fingers. Those are four ounce gloves. Those are MMA gloves, not boxing. I wonder if you could use knees. Do some Muay Thai. Throw some knees. Oh, that's all elbow there. Oh, that boy is relentless. Look at them. See, this is just insane to me. It took 15 seconds. That's just weird. That's just weird. And that's not fun to me. You know why that's not fun? Because you, you, you watch that about four times. You watch about four different dudes do that. And then you're like, okay. Next. It's like the slap fighting thing. 
Like after about the first four or five or six of them, you're like, oh, I know what this is. This is just basic ass violence. There's no, there's no, there's no skill. This isn't the sweet science. Okay. There's no skill in this. Not like the skill that it was required in boxing or in mixed martial arts. This is just two dudes who windmilling in a phone booth, which sounds like a euphemism or a porn category. And it's not. It's a Russian sport. Hey, yo, what's up, Edzy? The phone booth had actual phone books in them. It always ticked me when in the movies they would rip out a page. <laughs> That's hilarious. <coughs> I mean, a little bit, right? You're like, hey, someone might have needed that. Why don't you just go rip the page out and walk off with it? You don't know. Some little kid could come up and be like, eh, I need to find my mother. She is over at the at the uh, malt shop, which is located on, oh, dear, it appears the page is gone. Now I'll never find my mother, and I will be an orphan and abandoned forever. Now what? Meanwhile, that selfish bitch, Kathy, took it. I don't know. Um, is Muay Thai the better of all MMA? Eh, what do you mean? <clears throat> Are you saying what's the best skill set to have? If you're going to be an MMA fighter, like what's the one thing you should be good at above all else? Or is it the most exciting uh, cause that's, I mean, obviously that's, excuse me. Oh, shit. Um, that's all subjective, right? But no, MMA is not the best skill to have, um, as an MMA fighter. I mean, it's good. Uh, the answer is, is, is the best MMA skill is wrestling. This is a fact. No, you're not boring me, Steven. I told you I have breathing problems, and sometimes the only way to draw a deep breath is to yawn. Also, I'm kind of tired. Uh, and yeah, you're a little. You're, you are boring me, Steven. You are you big rotten tomato sex looking dude from yesterday's. That was a callback. Uh, Joe Bros. It doesn't seem like a lot of strategy. Just get in and flail. Yeah, the same thing with the slap fight thing. That's why I mean, look, they call boxing the sweet science because it's a. There's a lot of strategy. There's, you know, you have head head movement and footwork and punches and combinations and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I actually, God, I remember this was a long time ago. Uh, I remember when I bailed on boxing, I had shut down the cage door and I started writing a blog called The Complete Science. And the premise behind that was if boxing is the sweet science, then MMA, if boxing is the sweet science of combat, hand-to-hand -hand combat, then mixed martial arts is the complete science because you have to learn and be a complete fighter. You can't just be a boxer in mixed martial arts. You will not last long. If you don't know how to defend takedowns or wrestle or any type of jiu-jitsu whatsoever. So that's why I came up with the name The Complete Science. Um, but yeah. Uh, if the zombies come, the best to know, uh, the best to know if there's no government. I don't even know what that means. Joe Rose, wait a minute. 
Can we take a minute to appreciate that Barry on Deck's accent didn't devolve into an Australian Borat? <laughs> Thank you, Joe Pro. Thank you for noticing, Joe Pro. I mean, look, 99.9999% of the time when I do an accent, it ends up being Borat or Australian or both or an Australian Borat, like you said. Very nice alike, mate. Like it just it just happens. I don't I don't plan it. Told us I clipped it. Um yeah. Stupid <clears throat> the other guy said sweet science, complete science, Christian science, just too much science. Then there's Mayweather who just runs away the whole fight. Uh <clears throat> I, I understand why you say that. But Mayweather, although not the strongest puncher, skill set wise, let me tell you something, man. Um, part of that whole sweet science thing, and when you're defending your face using your shoulder, think about that. Think about that for a second. If I was going to come up and fight you, if I was like, let's go, bitch, what's up? I'm going to beat your ass. And I tell you what, you fight me, but all you can use to defend your faith. What are we talking about this show on the time when we would do um, uh, film sessions and I would teach you guys about how to fight in the streets. Rule number one in fighting, keep your hands up, protect your, protect your chin, the button, the jawline. That's how you get knocked out. You don't want it to have to happen. So keep your hands up all times. This is the first thing we talked about. So what if I amended that and said, Hey, now you can only use your shoulder to defend yourself against punches. Because that's a f- a- essentially what Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather would do. Is somebody would throw a punch and he would deflect it with his shoulder. Called the Philly shell defense. Google it. Look it up. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a skill set. Mike Jackson does that a lot. Uh, but the Philly Shell defense is not, I repeat, not for the faint at heart. You know how like crazy it is for someone to be throwing punches at your face and you don't try to defend it either with your hands up or parrying the punches, not parry as in uh, parry, uh, our parry in the chat. Parrying a punch means when somebody throws it at you, you knock it down, you deflect it. And when you parry punches, by the way, it's very subtle. Somebody throws a punch at you. This is what a parry would look like on a jab. You ready? That's it. And it would be with the lead hand too. If you're going to parry a jab, you just go. You just, I'm just getting it offline by an inch. That's it. Uh, CC said, fuck Philly. Well, there's that too. I just, I don't know why I'm giving you guys boxing lessons. This is, no one gives a fuck. <sighs> Who says we're competing with the Falcon wow, cast? Wow, wow, wow. Hey, thank you for the follow, BC Houston. What's up? Let's go. Donna had picked who we raid the Falcon cast live. All right, we can do that. That's not a problem. Um, Donna, before we go, Kathy's birthday info. Still haven't discussed the De La Hoya doc on Netflix. Yeah, I need to watch that. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. I got to put that on my list. <coughs> um, 
Barry, have you caught the Golden Boy 2 uh, part series on HBO Max? No. As I said, I need to I need to watch that. I need to check it out. Uh, I was kind of like a, I don't know. I had mixed feelings about Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy Productions and all that. Um, it was a mixed bag for sure, right? Alan! Thank you for the 100 bits, buddy! Much appreciated. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. CC said, East good. East good. I have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Ray said, A complete week. We did it! Woo! We did it! A whole, a whole week of shows. Can you guys believe that? How long has it been since we had four shows in a row? Crazy. Oh, that's right. Katie's. I saw Kathy. Katie's birthday. Got it. Katie's birthday party, Saturday, Kirby's Ice House, 4 p.m. Come on out and celebrate. Yeah, go hang out with your fellow deckheads. They're all having a big old birthday party for Katie at Kirby's Ice House, 4 p.m. Go celebrate if you're in town. Uh, If you're not, somebody FaceTime them folks in. Let them hang out. We got a lot of deckheads around the world. Of the world, Craig! They can hang out over FaceTime. I don't use FaceTime. I use butt time. Okay. I'm out of here. That's stupid. Ridiculous. Um, Donaldson asked me anything about anything. AJ is Fred's guest in case you don't want to go there. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm a man of my word. You picked it. I'll do it. Uh, thank you, Joel. Joel said, awesome week. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Joe Pro said, makes sense that a penguin would celebrate at a nice house. What? Joe Pro, you're the best, buddy. Uh, hey, thank you, Total Dallas. Uh, I love you, and I want you to know, in, in all seriousness, we all love you to death. It's just good ribbon and good-natured fun. Uh, but you are one of us 1,000%. Total Dallas, you're like, uh, you're like the little brother, right? The only we are the only ones that can pick on you. Let anybody else talk shit to Total Dallas. We ain't having it. We love you, buddy. I promise. I feel like I need to say that every once in a while because he becomes such a whooping boy. I don't want him to be like, man, fuck this. We love you to death, man. Uh, the Falcon cast is gone. Thank you, Yuri, over the way. I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, I'll see you Saturday. Robert likes beer. I hope uh, you have a good weekend as well, Joel. Uh, thank you, John Dory. He's only on for an hour. Oh, well, he's, yeah. I see he's really putting in the work. That's what I'm going to. All right, so is Fred not on? Is that what I'm hearing? Falcon cast with Fred Fowler. Yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Well, don't say, well, he gone. Shit. Love you too, Alan Dizen. I love you all, man. Hey, thank you guys for coming back. I was really worried that this week wasn't going to happen. That you guys were going to come back. But you did. And I appreciate you. Thank you to the new followers. BC Houston, 67 Too Tall. All of them. Thank you guys for all the bits and the hype train and the love and the thankful Thursdays that help keep this show rolling and for being Patreon members. And if you really like this show, Go join. For the first time in the history of this show, we're under 100 Patreon members. And it's dwindling. 
which is making me a little nervous. Uh, but I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you all for the support and the love, and we will keep rolling. Next week, I'll see you on Monday. Until then, hey, by the way, thank you to my boy Apollo Dez for joining me um, at Apollo Dez one on Twitter. Go follow. Uh, I'll see you on Monday. Until then, do me three favors. Be safe, be kind, and most importantly, love each other. Bye. Daddy's making a YouTube video.